All right, we in here. Hey, we out here. We're in here. How's it oh, going, yeah. everybody? Did I, say, did I say that wrong? My you ling- said it right. My lingo's off. East Coast, West Coast thing now. <laughs> What's our episode number? Episode what? 85. 85. Wow. 85. And boy, what an episode. What a spicy episode we have. Woo. What a spice. What a spicy one. This is going to be good. This is going to be fun. Sorry All for right. everybody who's watching live now that we had waiting a little bit. As usual, technical difficulties with our live stream, but we're back regardless. Uh, thank you everybody for waiting and sticking around and joining us. Um, we got a lot of shit to get into today, so um, do you want to kick it off with the, the spiel and then we'll, we'll move it on? Yeah, I'm going to kick it off with the spiel. Um, so please, everyone, um, welcome to Jump Street. Please, if this is your first time, follow us on all of our social media platforms. Uh, go to our YouTube. Give us a, a subscribe. And hit the notification bell so when we have a show going on, you can come join us and watch. Instagram, give us a follow. We have an iTunes. If you go there and listen, please give us a five star rating. You can leave a comment as well. The interactions really help. And if you are interested, you could also become a Patreon member for as low as $1. With a Patreon membership, you will have access to exclusive content. We just put out a new segment called Inside Out. We also have a segment called Three Piece, and we are working on other segments called Old Gold and so on. So you can become a patron for as low as a dollar a month. Check out our stuff there, and you support the show. You support us being able to do things, and it really helps with us because, you know, um, it's Jump Street. On this show, this is where we like to deal with the big issues, you know? So <laughs> We had a lot please. of good feedback from the last uh, your last inside out with the top mistrial so we're glad everybody liked it we got a lot more of those coming um billy's gonna film some more we're gonna get other people to film others whenever the snow melts in new york i'll film a a couple but speaking of our patreons i want to just give a shout out to our new supporters in the past week i want to give a quick shout out thank you so much to kevin degard ben o thomas michael weitzman kyler kyle singer mike cassis bill nabil danny may Harold Cole, Nathan Thompson, Peter Hammersley, Noah Say, Patrick Evans, and Braxton Martin. Thank you all so much for supporting us and being a part of the Patreon community. Um, We are also going to bring in something this week that we haven't done in a while, but now we're on a new platform. We could do stuff like this again. We want to bring back the WTF of the week. So, ooh, ooh, were you not ready for that one? Did I I bring that in too quick? I feel like I caught you off guard. We were kicking off with a really, really good one and a really unique one as well. This one is from Roller Skate Twins. So I lost it again. Here we go. WTF with Roller Skate Twins. You see that on your end, right, Billy? Yeah. Uh, if someone has a name for this one, let us know because it's like a negative acid but like a negative citric acid but it's not either of those it's some other shit but two it's uh there was only one girl there but it's a twins. I, I actually sent i sent that clip to farmer because i said farmer oh. do you know the name of this clip <laughs> because uh, the dad that runs the account i've actually been in contact with him they're like two 10 year old girls from sweden that just rip and uh he said hey what, what is this trick called and he sent me that and i was like i don't know i sent it to farm and i was like farm what's that called and we were like, I asked a few people, and everyone was like, I asked Miguel. No one had an answer. That girl has so, this girl's uh, have to name it then. 
Yeah, so 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 they got to name it, and I figured it would it could go up as the WTF of the week because it just makes sense. If we, that, if we don't know what it is, it's it's totally WTF of the week. That's instant qualification right there for WTF if you can't figure out the name of it. But if you're watching Roller Skate Twins or their father, let them know that they got to name the trick now. So if anyone has any suggestions, sure. also shout it out in the comments below. But Roller Skate Twins, you just invented a new trick. So congrats on yes. being WTF of the week. Um, blah, 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 blah. We also want to give a shout out to our sponsor for this episode, uh, Blank by Rollerblade. Keep an eye out for Blank by Rollerblade. They have a lot of cool stuff coming up this year for 2021. Um, new designs. They have a, a nice new team. We got Sean Keen, uh, Sven Bokerst, and um, are you kidding me right now? Uh <laughs> I, I'm having a complete brain fart right now. With Taylor Coburn? We got no, Taylor Coburn. No, Cameron Talbot. Oh, my God. Cameron Talbot. Okay. Sorry. Jump Street veteran, too, as well. So I'll play a quick video of them shredding right now for you guys to all check out. So check them out, Blank by Rollerblade. By the way, Cameron, all I had thinking in my head was just dreadlocks, and I couldn't think of your name. I had a complete brain fart, but so sorry for that one. Um, you were going to say something? No, shout out, Blank. And you know, it's funny I was, It's funny that you were thinking of Cameron because I was just talking to Cameron, and you said you were thinking of the dreads. And, uh, you know, I just cut my hair. It was really long. Mm. And Cam was like, ooh, that looks nice. I'm thinking about cutting the dreads. No way. So you might have to start to know him by something else if that's what he decides to do. That's a big but, move uh, when you have dreadlocks. Yeah. That, that, that changes your whole aura. Like everything is just different. It certainly does. Um, so do we have anything else before we introduce our guest? No, I think we're good to go. Okay. Um, I want to say this. Everyone who's tuning in, thank you for joining. Um, we know that there's been some controversy uh, surrounding our guest. And hopefully uh, we can get to all those things at the end. But we just want to enjoy our guest. He's an icon in our sport. We, uh, I grew up looking up to this guy. And whatever we um, you know, think on other things, I just think it's good to celebrate people who um, are just members of this community because it's such a beautiful community. So um, we yes, all have our things. And hopefully we can address everything and figure it all out. But for now, uh, those who are watching, I appreciate you watching, giving us the platform to do so. And I'm a little nervous. Don't be nervous. Say. Don't be nervous. But I'm freaking stoked this We're going to well. dive I right into stoked. this one. We're going to dive right into this let's one. Go. I know we're ready. Our guest, Josh Petty, is ready. So let's everybody bring him on in. Homie, need the applause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> guys, guys, play Hold on, is he is he muted? I think you're muted, Josh. Oh no, he's muted. Oh no, I, I muted him. That's right. Here okay, we go. Sorry. There we go. Okay, you're back, Josh. My bad, I muted you. I was saying I'm I'm flattered that I got I got uh, Billy all 
all the clamped, all, all nervous. <laughs> he, he doesn't do that for everybody. It's very rare in the 85 episodes we had that he's been like that. I'm usually a cool guy. <laughs> is that it's, it's why you're drinking moonshine there, trying to calm your nerves? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, it's water. I'm so, um, Josh, thanks cool. for joining us, man. I really appreciate you uh, coming on the show. Um, yeah, man, you, know, you guys are the... personally. Sorry. Okay, I was just gonna say you guys are the biggest name in the podcast business. So glad to be here. Oh man, damn! I was starting to do it. Like me because I'm like, I'm like, man, they've never even asked. And then Richard, Richard hit me up. It was like, hey, these guys been trying to get a hold of you. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, we were supposed to do the um when before COVID happened. I think you said you were going to be in New York for the Pope off. Yeah, I was. But that was like before COVID was a thing, and we knew that. Yeah. Yeah, so that was even that was like a, it had to have been at least a year ago, probably more than that. So it has been Definitely. a while, but we're here. We're gonna have some fun right now. Talk about some skate memories, and like Billy said, you're an icon in the sport, so I'm sure there is a lot to talk about, even though you might not think so <laughs> in in your own eyes. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's, that was like high school so long ago. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean for for me, I remember just like you know coming up watching, uh, you know. Forget, you know, suitable material, VG7, the England video, watching everything with the USD video, Coupe d'Etat, and everything regarding FP, and then, you know, going on to start your own brands, Rain and Second Regime, and these things, and, uh, and, you know, I think about you at the MTV Sports and Music Festival, winning, like, one of the biggest, most, you know, famous things in skating history, so I want to get into all of those things, especially, like, the MTV stuff, and, and those things that are really fascinating that... Um, was really unique to your time to be able to experience that really didn't uh, last too many years after. But um, I like and to kind of start things the MTV very thing organic. Is, sorry, sorry about I didn't mean to cut. The MTV thing is uh, is like my claim to fame. Like, so when anybody <laughs> was, what'd you do? I was like, oh, I was a rollerblader, you know, like like on the MTV things, you know, like uh, the street skating. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, that was me. You know, like, oh, okay. Everybody yeah, knows so, MTV. Yeah. Not everybody knows rollerblading, but everyone knows MTV. Yeah. That's true. Oh, uh, dude, we, I, I actually want to dive into that um, in a second. I, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly what I want to talk to you about, but I like to start at a, like a very pure, organic place, like a book. I like to start in the mm-hmm. beginning, and I like to know uh, how you started or what was the catalyst that brought you into this blading community. When was the first time you got skates on your feet? Who was the first person that you looked to or the first video you saw that said, wow, that's influencing. This is what I want to do. How did you get hooked? What's your inception story? Okay, so um, I was actually, I mean, I've been in the game for like pretty much since the start almost. I mean, I guess maybe like Jess Darenforth and Angie Walton and then and Team Rollerblade have, you know, a little bit longer story than I do. But, you know, I started skating before there was even really skating. Um, I started like when I was probably 10 or something, maybe like 89, 90, 1989, 1990, something like that. Um, and, uh, and I didn't even know there was a skating, like it was, I was just in California and I skateboarded and I, I biked and I surfed a lot. That was like, my main thing was surfing. And, uh, the way I started was, uh, I, I, uh, I used to ride my bike to the beach all the time to surf with, uh, and the, you know, somebody had some asshole stole my bike. So I ended up buying some skates from a friend of mine, some Zetro 303s, like the three wheeled ones with the brake on the back, you know. Classic Zetro. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, 
and there just so happened to be a little mini ramp that was right next to the, the break that we used to surf in Imperial Beach. So, you know, when the waves are down, we, we would just, I would put my skates on, we'd go, I'd go over there and skate the mini ramp, you know. Um, I didn't, and again, I, we didn't even know any, there was anything like that. I just know we skateboarded it. So I was like, ah, fuck, I got my skates, but I'll try that, you know. Anyway, I met a guy there, um, a couple kids, and, and they had the first daily bread, the very first one had just come out. And so that kind of is where it kind of started. I was like, oh, cool. This is people are actually doing this. You know, like I had thought like in my mind before it even happened, you know, even skating the beach before I saw the mini ramp, I was like, oh, maybe I can grind on this like a skateboard, you know, because there's a gap in between the, the wheels. I'd be messing around, you know, thinking about it. And then just kind of found out that there was a sport, you know, and it was just the very, very beginning. I mean, I literally remember seeing Daily Bread number one when it first came out, like, oh, that's cool, you know, um, and then, uh, you know, and then Dare to Air, you know, uh, that was huge. And then uh, Chris Edwards was just the fucking coolest guy in the world. And then, uh, you know, uh, Airborne, the movie Airborne, you know, oh, yeah. when that, you know, that that big spin he does or that big gap he does over the top, you know, mm -hmm. and the half pipes, the vert ramp stuff, you know. Yeah. So, you know, all that it was huge. And and then from there, it just kind of you know that i stopped surfing as much and then started skating more and then you know then there's arlo and then arlo came out and then that was you know that was it it's arlo you know but you know so that's kind of the the origins uh i've been skating before there was skating you know that's real man yeah i remember yeah. those uh i remember those like early very beginning suitable material like rocket fish brains i feel like you were in the beginning of like that cutting edge part of not so much like you're probably there, like you said, like at this around the same time as Edwards, but I think you were like on that just next part of the beginning cusp where you started to bring that cutting edge style that like Chris and those guys kind of weren't doing yet. Yeah. I mean, I was a grommet, you know, when Edwards was doing 540. So not that I was good, you know, when, when they were doing that. I mean, I was skating a little mini ramp, like, you know, trying to front side, you know, um, but I was there, you know, um, uh, you know, I actually bought a pair of uh, knee pads off of Chris Edwards uh, and uh, when he had his, his store, the birth store back in the day. Oh, but uh, but yeah, um, I didn't start, you know, really getting on the scene until I think actually the first, you know, or so Imperial Beach kind of is right next to Chula Vista. Right. And Chula Vista mm -hmm. is where. Brian Bell and all the heads were there. So we had like mm -hmm. our little Imperial Beach crew and then they had their little Chula Vista crew. And then we would kind of, since it's such a close city, we would skate to each other's place or to each other's city or take the trolley or whatever. And, um, and that's kind of how I ended up get, starting meeting people and stuff like that. And then, and it was through Brian Bell and them. And then that's how I met Brian Smith too. Um, and I think I ended the whole suitable material thing. I actually, Brian might have just seen Brian Smith might have seen me in the MDR video. I want to say maybe MDR was my first video I ever did. What's the MDR? Oh, make your change reality. Oh, make your change reality. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a San Diego video Brian Bell right. made. Right. Yeah. So you were involved Bernie in all Bell, the legends you know. back in the day. Yeah, exactly. You, Chris Edwards. Yeah. Like it's cool that you were inspired to skating by seeing Daily Bread one because I never heard of anybody who saw a magazine that it made them get into skating. You know, it's usually like a movie, a video, MTV, like you said, X Games or something like that. The fact that you saw a magazine and that was like, wow, that's so rare nowadays too, because that doesn't even well, exist. Well, funny enough, like, um, 
I mean, the video, the mag hadn't come out yet. I mean, we were already skating. It, it, so it was like, oh, there's a, it, this magazine just came yeah, out before. You know? Yeah. And, but even before that, I had, I was, since I biked, I was like looking at my skates go, and I actually tried it. It just never worked. I try, I was like trying to make little pegs, you know, that I could <laughs> drill and screw into the side of the skate to, to do a sole grind. Cause there wasn't really that, that wasn't even really a thing. Yeah. You no know? sole spaces uh, too. Yeah. Um, so, and I had those extra three Oh three still like, <laughs> um, and they're horrible. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it didn't work, but yeah. So, I mean, I was there, like we were trying stuff that just had never really even been thought of it. You know, I saw the whole thing progress. The whole thing is, it was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you were part of like, you know, some, you know, iconic brands during that time. And you were there from the beginning of Senate, for example. And um, you were there with like these early videos with all these like legends that you named and the inception of everything. So I'm just wondering what that process was like when you're coming up skating and you're starting to see some of the opportunity open up. You're seeing skating on TV. You're seeing skating in the movies. It's an exciting time, right? And you're like, you're hearing all these opportunities. People like Arlo, like, oh, I got these ideas. And it's like, yo, we're going to do this. You know, I mean, I would imagine it was a pretty exciting time. Well, that, I mean, that was kind of the coolest thing about it was that it just had never been done, you know, um, and I've always just kind of been into things that other people aren't really into, you know, like, um, or I just get, I get a bigger kick out of doing something new, you know, um, so, you know, that was the exciting part about skating is it was just, it was just happening. It was, it was, it was the very beginning. And, um, you know, uh, the, actually the way I got really sponsored with Senate was, um, I was in Florida for a while living with my dad. Um, and I, I was going to San Diego at that point every summer. And that's when I would meet up with Eric, with Eric Shrine and all them and, and, uh, and Brian Bell again. And, uh, but anyway, I was in Florida and, uh, the hoax two tour, um, was coming through Miami and, uh, and my dad and, uh, Morgan Pesco, I don't know if you know, Morgan, um, Mm -hmm. He's a, yeah, a, a, definitely. a videographer in, in California, big guy. Yeah. Big time. Um, but anyway, me and Morgan were kids, you know, skating the spot skate park together and, uh, you know, having, you know, you know, I used to stay the night at his house and we'd skate this little skate park that he had in his driveway that we made. Um, but anyway, um, me and Morgan went over to the hoax tour two tour thing in Miami. My dad drove us over there and you, it, it was, it's the one stop that nobody knows about you know, um, cause it was at the very end of the hoax two tour. And, uh, and they, we, it was like a mini, a little launch ramp in front of a store and a, and a grind rail. And somehow that one day I could do seven twenties off of that. I never been able to do it again, but that one day I could do seven twenties off of that launch ramp and, uh, and Arlo and Brooks saw it and I kind of got along with them. They filmed everything, never used any of it, never even mentioned it was a stop. <laughs> but then years later, um, you know, I sent a sponsor me video to Brooke and them and just hoping that they would sponsor me. And at 15 or 14 years old, I'm like sitting in my room, you know, after, you know, after school or whatever. And I got a random phone call from Brooke Howard Smith, you know, like, Hey, this is, Hey, this is Brooke Howard Smith, you know, like, and, uh, but anyway, uh, and then I was on Senate. So on flow. Yeah. I like that. It's probably so cool at 14. Yeah. That oh, was, I say that's it, so sick. It was, it was, it was way random. Super cool. It was one of those moments. You, I, I mean, you're, you're a kid, 14 years old after school. You're not expecting, you know, somebody to call you like that, you know, randomly. Yeah. I didn't even know I had my number. I guess it was on the 
<laughs> you wrote video. it. You wrote it on the tape. And the I honestly, <laughs> I don't even know because I filmed it in San Diego. So I don't know how he got my number in Florida, but he did. Oh shit. Damn. That, that's yeah. awesome. That, that, um, the nostalgia of a sponsor me tape, which isn't even a thing anymore. Cause everything we do is a sponsor me tape. Every clip you do is posted online anyway. So it's like yep. you're your own billboard. Yeah. I mean, we even filmed it, me and my brother with the big camera, you know, like, <laughs> nice. like the big one that you like, you, that had the tape, the VCR tape in yeah. the fucking camera, you know, like, that's what I started filming <laughs> skating with too, with me and my buddies, the big shoulder rig. Yeah. Uh, yep. No, that, that was the way to do it back then. Um, I yeah. also, something that's also like timeless with your skating and your story of your career was that you dropped out of high school, right? To be a pro skater. Yeah. And that's like nothing. Well, you can't do that now. Cause like no one's making any uh, money to do that. It's like, I mean, I, I did drop out, but I, all, I dropped out into a shady little homeschool program. So I, I got a diploma, um, mm -hmm. from actually the school that I was attending. They had this thing in California where you could do that. You could go do this little homeschool. It's for kids that were in gangs and shit that got kicked out, you know, so they could still um, graduate, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, at tenth grade, I, I was, or in the first couple months of tenth grade, I was done. Was well, because you were traveling too much, or, or what? Yeah, I mean, I was just making great money, you know. I was making, you know, fifteen years old or so. I was making maybe sixteen. I was at the time. I was uh, making, you know four grand a month plus contest wings so Ooh, that's good for yeah, doing, doing yeah. all right <laughs> for a kid in high school definitely that's awesome yeah. that's really yeah. cool yeah no no one could do that nowadays so that's like interesting to hear people's stories about that back in the, i know like you i think happy um you know dropped out of high school to pursue skating everyone sells diplomas and stuff too so it's not like they never got an education or you never got an education but yeah it's just a different way of going about it funny enough i was actually like an honor student before i mean i was a really good student and was planning to go to college for wrestling and stuff like that. Um, who knows what I would have gotten into if I wouldn't have been into skating. But even – and another uh, – actually, one of my big influences back then, on a different note real quick, uh, besides Brian Bell all that, was uh, was Dave Ortega. He was one of my favorite skaters, oh, you yeah. know, and, and Brian Jackbone. Dave Ortega's the man. He still rips that on a bike these days. Oh, yeah, he shreds on that bike, dude. I can't believe it. He still shreds, man. Oh, man. He's wild, dude. Like, I, I don't know how he does that shit, dude, at our age. It's a fucking trip. But I love that. I love that. those guys. Those, the FR crew was huge, too. Mm -hmm. No, I totally like uh, that. Your crew and, like, that crew, like, you guys were, like, kind of, like, the cool, like, tough guys or, like, SoCal or something like that. It was, like, the cool crew. Like, so... I think like you and like the New York guys always got on well, like Gil and all these guys and uh, Rawlinson and everything like that. Um, yeah, I love this. Yeah, I love this. Like I, I used to go every every summer when, like from seven, 16, or like 17, 18, 19, I would go almost every summer and live with Ryan for a month or so, sleep on his couch, maybe two months. You live, you fit in well in New York. Oh yeah, I, love, I almost moved there. Like it. I was, I was really planning to move there, but, uh, when, uh, I ended up like falling out with my parents randomly. I mean, I'm, we're cool now, but at the time it was kind of like a fallout. Like I got arrested and, and then needed a place to, to, you know, they were going to take my car or whatever. So I, I had to bounce and, and, uh, Joe had a, an apartment and I was like, Oh, Hey, you still got that room. So, but yeah. So, uh, instead of moving to New York, I moved there to Orange County. Sick. Different scene, um, definitely. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, I, can I mean, see, Ryan, I can like, see you part of, it wasn't well really for the skating as much as it was for the partying with Ryan. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like when you're when you're 17 and you're you know in the club with and you know you're in the the VIP room with uh, who was the guy that owned FUBU? Russell Simmons and you know all those guys. I think Mace was there one night or something like that. Damn. You know, you're like you kind of want to go be part of that. You know. Yeah, especially at that age totally. too. That's the coolest shit ever. Yeah. Oh yeah, I had a I had a blast in New York City, man. Were you rocking a lot of food? Yeah. <laughs> Not at the time. <laughs> you know, it's it's uh that's that's funny. That actually brings me to asking you about like uh, the MTV Sports and Music Festival because I know like there was a lot of shoulder rubbing there and like a lot of um, there was your famous speech that you said in Daily Bread. You wish you had would have done a different speech uh, when you won the the thing. Which do you want to kind of ch- like grow on that experience because that is something that skating has never really experienced uh, from that point or after that point. So I mean, MTV was really was probably one of the cooler. Um, it was definitely the coolest contest I was part of, but uh, it was definitely a cool experience. You know, um, you know, inlines was actually one of the more popular things there. You know, um, it, it, you didn't feel like it, it feels now where everybody everything else is. The, is the hit and then inline was like tagging along it was really like inlines was like the most more popular almost in skateboarding at the time um and biking like uh, so it was cool to actually have be pampered a little bit you know like you know have they pick you up and you know drive you to your hotel room and then you have this big skate course skate course and you get to pick your own music and you know um you know the whole thing was just real is, is full vip treatment so it, it was really pretty pretty cool and back then there wasn't ever that was like the first comp you know it was before i am yta where it's an actual street comp so it's the first competition that actually was a street course you know so uh you know to do good at that was kind of finally like you could say hey you know or at least at the time when i won it you know i felt a bit vindicated because all the all the, the street course skaters back then would be like well, you know, we would tear you guys up on a regular street. If it was real street, we would we would show you guys what, what the gist is. And, and it was finally a cool time to be able to do that and show kind of what you could do. Um, and then also to pick your own music, you know, I, and I was you know able to time my entry to kind of hit some of the, the beats of the song and stuff like that. And then, of course, Wu-Tang was there, so that was fucking cool because Wu-Tang was a shit back then yeah didn't you skate yeah and you skated to Wu-Tang right yeah yeah the 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 second Wu-Tang album that just came out so I I uh I timed it uh, so that I was in mid 360 on the entry uh <laughs> so where I said I bomb atomically and then came in um so I kind of timed that cool like that I gotta watch that again <laughs> oh now. sick you skated to Triumph yeah 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 I remember that yeah let's go I, I, I didn't notice the timing of the the music though I gotta rewatch that again yeah, I can't remember whether it was the first entry where I landed or whether it was – it might have been both, actually. I think I tried to time the first entry of, like, the 180 or the 540, and then I also timed – and to land on the beat, and then I also timed the little, like, 360 shifty I did into the this little quarter pipe thing, too. Or at least so I tried cool. to. I tried to. <laughs> In my mind, it was glorious. So, I don't know. We'd have to – you'd have to check the tape on that. <laughs> That's all that matters, no, that, that, It was glorious in your mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why that matters. Yeah, no, it totally was glorious, man. I totally remember seeing that, and that course, that street course, was incredible. Like MTV, I don't know who they talked to, but they got someone to design something that looked really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I wonder. That was the, that was the other thing. They didn't make you wear a helmet. 
So it was the first time you could like feel kind of street like in a, a competition. Because that was always yeah. a beef. You'd be skating the competition court. You'd be screaming, Where are put a fucking helmet on. And this is the first time you didn't have to worry about that. That was the reason? Because they wanted it to be more street? I mean, I'm assuming so. But I, I mean, it was huge that. back then because the lawyers were all over the competition people mm-hmm. trying to not get sued and stuff like that. So it was a big deal to like not have to wear a helmet. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Now, like looking back on that, yeah, I now picture no one had a helmet on. Oh shit, I yeah. never noticed that. Damn, that's how it should be. Yeah, yeah, man. That's uh, you know, that was a really crazy time, and uh, I don't know for you guys that must have been just like super exciting back then, like especially with with well, like, everything. Yeah, um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so, I didn't know I mean, if you were going to talk about it. Yeah, I I, I thought you froze. So. I thought you froze. Um, um, <laughs> Um, yeah, excuse me if I'm jumping, cutting you off. I'm not trying to, there's a little delay, I think, but, but, uh, but yeah, the other cool thing was, you know, we, it was, you know, there's all these hip hop, uh, groups there that we all looked up to. I mean, I think Tribe Called Quest was there. So Julio was like losing his mind about that. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, Wu-Tang, I think we showed that in the, in one of the videos for England, but, or maybe Tribe wasn't there. I, I, for some reason, I remember Tribe being there, but then Wu-Tang was there and I was losing my mind over that. And it wasn't like we were in separate groups. It was like the skaters and everybody was all backstage mingling, you know, like we were all equals, you know? Um, and then, you know, like the, like your fish, you said the, you know, the speech, you know, that all kind of just happened real quick. They're like, Oh, by the way, you, you got to go up and say something, you know? And, you know, to be a kid, you know, 16, 17 years old. And I was literally standing in front of like 40,000 people. Like, you know, uh, a lot of people, like you could see all the way to the back and it's just fucking packed. And it was between two bands. So like, you know, picture like a Lollapalooza fucking crowd, like huge. And you're supposed to say something. You get no warm up. They're just like, yeah, say something. You know, I was like, uh, you know, what do I say? You know, like if I could have planned it out, I might have said, been looked a little cooler than that. (laughs) Wait, so why was it you that said something? Like, why did you you want Oh, just because you won that? Yeah, because you won. Like they, yeah. they, never, they didn't tell us like you were going to get a chance to speak. They were just saying, yeah, just go up and accept the award. You know, yeah, so yeah. I figured we we're all going to walk up there. They're going to, you know, do the little, there you go. You know, how's your father? And send you down the road. Um, and then all of a sudden, I'm supposed to give a speech. You know, imagine that. You're first, you know, 40,000 people. And they tell you, oh, yeah, say something, by the way. And you're like, <laughs> what do you want me to say? You know? Yeah. Put your okay, spot a little bit. Rules. <laughs> But like then again, you get the, you got like all these people to cheer, like you know, no matter what you say, because everyone's just so stoked, like yeah, yeah. Like, you know. I mean, and, it worked you know, out that way, but in my mind, like you yeah. know, you could really, <laughs> you didn't know you what was gonna really, happen. Yeah, you could really fuck something up and then crickets, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, and that's totally. on live TV or on TV, the whole world's yeah. watching, and crickets, like that's that would have been bad. <laughs> yeah. And this is like people don't nowadays might not realize the the spectrum, but like you know, this is before the internet. MTV was like the coolest thing out. Yeah. Like that's where you see everything. You know, mm. all the music videos, Every- all the all the things regarding culture. It's there. Okay. It's on MTV. So you every know, that single actually person makes- I knew was watching that. Every single person I knew was was watching. Yeah, that's so sick. Yeah, absolutely. That no, it, it was like once you did that, like, and and those were the times when I was saying like, you know. There was MTV Sports and Music and like Festival, but they had like MTV Sports too, where they had like skating in there. Like Arlo was there, and you know, yep. I actually want to. I'm curious about the perspective on, you know, because I know there's always kind of been this rivalry between skateboarding and blading and and all this. 
And I was curious if you felt any of that hate around that time, because it seemed like a time where skating was generally very much accepted by people. So was there like a hint of that or was that like such a small thing you didn't see it or was it like pervasive? What was the experience with, with that? Oh, I mean, it was heavy the, the whole time. Um, really? You know, the whole time? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. No, I, and I still trip out about that right, right now. I told my wife, like, when I, I would go skate at the skate park a little bit, like out here and, you know, I'm amping myself up. Like I, like if I was going by myself to a skate park back in the day, I'm like, okay, I hope I don't, I need to bring my gun. You know, I got my gun in the purse and my wife's purse in case, you know, Jesus, um, you bring the gun to the park, Josh. Yeah. Well, Yo, I mean, don't fuck with Josh in the park. That's insane. Uh, no, it's like, it's like, not that okay, serious. So back in the day, like you're, <laughs> A rollerblader you go to a skateboard only like cement park like at burnside in portland or something like that like you couldn't yeah. just go to burnside in portland especially not by yourself you know like um you get your fucking ass kicked you know um you know totally. so i mean i never had any problems because i was you know i've ne i've never had anybody say anything to me um but i also never went to burnside by myself you know so um so I didn't know what to expect. Just I hadn't been to a skate park in you know 15 years or so. At least it felt like. So you know, but I I go with my gun everywhere. So don't. It's not like uh, you know, <laughs> literally. I, okay. I, I'm, but anyway. Uh, uh, but then everybody was nice. You know, <laughs> like got crazy. Like you know, all the skateboarders like, hey, I was cool. You know, like uh, and and so it really tripped me out. Like and. I was asked to talk to my wife and so on, and they're like, no, skateboarding, well, uh, you know, and Richard, he's like, no, we're all cool now. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, like, uh, but back you to your get the memo. Question, you didn't get the memo. But, <laughs> yeah, right. But back to your actual question about MTV, um, funny, funny enough, is um, the one of the big skateboarders back then that was known for just beating the shit out of everybody was Mike Vallely. Um, he was a, 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 a hockey player, that, and he, and actually, he's the lead singer of the of uh, Black Flag now. But uh, so that's pretty funny. Mike Bellelli, really? Yeah, yeah, he's the lead singer of Black Flag. At least he was. Just wow. a little bit. But anyway, um, there was all there was. Somebody started picking on somebody a little bit at that competition. It wasn't me, but I forget who was giving a little hassle to somebody. And Mike Vallely actually stood up in the middle of the fucking van and was like, "Listen." you guys fucking leave these kids, these, cause we're all pretty young. Or, you know, he's like, yeah. you all leave these fucking kids alone or, or you'll have to talk to me. And, uh, and everybody shut the fuck up because it's Mike Vallely. You know? mm -hmm. <laughs> Damn. Vallely was just always the enforcer. He was cool, man. Damn. No, I, I've actually heard like in interviews and things, he's like stood up for blading before. Yeah. He was a cool dude. I mean, I, I didn't know him too much. So don't get me wrong. But, uh, but, uh, he always was solid to, to us and he was probably one of the few that was pretty cool. Uh, I, I knew a couple other pros pro, like Mike Frazier was a big pro in Florida that I got along with real good, but he was a bird skater. Um, yeah. That's awesome. I yeah, didn't know that. Back that's cool because I just, I, I specifically remember like a lot of those, uh, you know, those rain ads where you have like, you know, your foot on top of the skateboarder, <laughs> oh, yeah. you're lighting them on fire. You got, you got the, you got the gas tank. And I remember yeah. like a, a big part of like the, the, the FP crew was, was kind of, I, I guess, you know, you, you could look at it like we're standing up for ourselves, right? Because there was so much bullying coming from one direction and so much hatred, like, and uh, just doing everything they could to slander the culture of the people who were doing it. But 
Um, yeah, I, I saw you guys as like, you know, you know, based off those rain ads and those edits, you guys are like being vocally against that. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I was a wrestler when I was younger, so, I mean, I, I've always been able to handle myself, you know, at least in a, a situation where I could, I mean, you could always get your ass kicked by a couple of people, but, um, I've always felt one-on-one I'd be okay, you know? Um, and, uh, so I always kind of rolled around a skate park with a, a bit of a chip on my shoulder, kind of almost like I wish a motherfucker, I wish you would so I can, you know, do something <laughs> and get it on film, you know, like, yeah. uh, but no, I mean, that was kind of it. Like I, I hated that, you know, the word fruit booter for so long. Anybody called me a fruit booter. We were ready to, it was, it was time to go, you know? Um, and, uh, I don't know. I mean, just in California in San Diego growing up, I mean, I'm not trying to say get all tough guy on anybody, but it wasn't like it, it, you know, you couldn't just say something to anybody like, you know, these days everybody argues on the internet back and forth and it's just cool, you know? Um, but I've gotten to it with a couple of kids already just trying to, you know, give me heat on the internet and I'm, and I, and I call them out like afterward and, and they, they're shocked. And I'm like, well, you don't just say shit to people where I'm from and back in the day and just let it slide, you know? Um, and New York was the same way. Like ask Gil, like that, yeah. back to, like, you know, if somebody said something I'm to you. I'm from New York, bro. I know. Yeah, but I, I didn't know what generation you were, with, uh, yeah. you were with. But back in, like, that generation, my generation, when someone said something to you, if you didn't say something, you know, you just got sunned, you know? Yeah, like, and that's not, you know. Yeah, it's a, the, you know, th things are definitely, back in the day, they were definitely very confrontational, depending on where you're from. Were you from a rough place? Uh, well, in, um, in San Diego, like Chula, Chula Vista, the, it was, and, and Imperial Beach, there was a lot of gangs and stuff. Um, but I'm not like saying like, oh, I'm from the hood or anything like that. But I mean, yeah, in, San, in California, like back then, you didn't really, you know, if somebody said, fuck you, you better say fuck you back or else, mm -hmm. you know, you were a, a, you know, a pussy, you know, like, and nobody wanted to be a pussy. That, you know, you had to, you couldn't live that down, you know, like, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, well, skating's yeah. not like that anymore, anyway. So no, you don't got to worry not. about that. And yeah, yeah. In, in this this world, this world that we live in, anyway, you can't really talk like that. <laughs> in yeah, certain no, ways. I mean, I, I'm I'm really like, I'm very out of place with with the world today. I I, I really <laughs> am. Like I, I I'm, I'm that I'm like Al Bundy in in, the, in this world. Like I am I I constantly have to just bite my tongue and and because it's just so wild it's different than what i was used to when i was a kid yeah definitely um before we jump off the contest topic i wanted to ask you something really quick and i'm curious what billy has to say about this too because we talked about this on the chris farmer episode i believe like a year or two ago but in the new york city nis i think it was in new york city nis at seaport yep. you 540 the box the other way the launch box and it was yeah, like yeah, the yeah. first time that anyone seen that or, or did as far as like i remember anyway um, yeah. did you have a name for doing it like that? No, um, I just thought it would look cool. Like with, the uh, the way you could catch it into the transition, Yeah, you like know? A pocket. Um, yeah. And, and I was kind of like, I always did a thing where I, when I was in a turn of competition, I would try to link things to where I never just pass an off a, a, a thing, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I, you know, a lot of guys would just roll over the, the thing to catch speed the to go up to the rail you know to hit the rail so it always helped in my mind to hit a trick over something if you could 
you know, whether it was even just like a little like shifty or a little like, you know, you know, drag your toe or something, just something that looked cool. And I can't remember how I thought about it, but I was just, I just, I remember thinking like that would just look really cool, you know, to be kind of shifty 540 and then just land right into the pocket out the mm-hmm. other side, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but no, I didn't really have a name for it. I just figured it was 540 shifty. <laughs> it's 540 the other way. <laughs> Cause in, in New York, we used to call it um, like the, to negative jump the box i don't know how we would say it actually like oh. negative 540 something like that yeah that that, that sounds about right but um uh, when we <laughs> talked about it with farmer he like had no idea and we found out me and billy found out that i don't think anybody outside of new york ever called it that except for us so i was curious <laughs> if you had a name for it or called it anything because i don't know who no. came up with that name no um i think you guys are the only ones <laughs> we're, the only, we're the only idiots out there the only thing i ever named was uh um at least I think the only thing I ever named uh, was uh, a pud slide. That's oh, named after you? me. Yeah. How did that go? I was, uh, I did it in uh, I was the first person to really do it in, on a video at least, you know, or documented. And the guys, you know, Eric Shrine and then back in the day before I was, you know, petty, you know, used to call me putty, you know, like, cause <laughs> I had a little belly, you know, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And uh, and then they'd call me Pud, Pud Star. So then I think maybe Bo or somebody said, we should call that the Pud Grind, Pud Slide, you know? And oh, then it's, it's done. I yeah. never knew that. What was the first one that was in the video that you did? Uh, I think the first one I did in a video, I want to say was, it was either IMYTA San Diego, where I did the rail and then Pud, pud Slided the, the down the down rail. Mm-hmm. Or, um, or I did it in... Uh, usd video i think i was in downtown la and i did like a pud slide 360 off of this ledge oh yeah like a little quick one right yeah it was, you know yeah. but i mean back when i was doing it you, we couldn't balance it you know people yeah. balance that shit now but you know you just kind of had to smack it you know yeah yeah no i remember that that was dope yeah and then the other one i i kind of invented was um dominic sagona does it a lot and i think i did it in the um the imyta uh san diego one is that little you know, before you roll up, you drag your foot backwards, you know, and roll backwards one you foot. You think a spin, right? Yeah. Like uh, but but you got to do it the other way. You can't. You it's can't like a body shift. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and I copied that from a thing Ryan Jacqueline used to say that he always used to say that he wanted to 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 spin a hip or a box and go 180 one way and then 360 the other way. Yeah. And I always tried that and it was just impossible to do. Um, yeah. So I thought a cheat way to do it would be to shift like uh, body body shuffle is like yeah body shuffle and then spin out three sixty the other way. So. No, I mean you had a ton of like uh, not only moves that you brought like that, but a lot of like uh, you know signature moves backside UFO really deep with like a signature yeah. move like the fast yeah, actually, slide. To, I invented that the, one too. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, like the quick you, you spin to fast slide, two seventy out and these things. So. There were definitely like all these uh, great skating things that you brought to the table. Um, I actually want to talk about the beginning of, for a second, the beginning of FP. You know, okay. FP was this notorious crew, you, Joe Navron, uh, you know, Dominic Sagona, Shane Scour, Billy Prislin, um, all these guys. And you guys were like known for like doing badass huge tricks and partying and like all these chicks and everything like that. Well, you know, um, it was really cool. What was your experience with FP? Um, so 
FP was fun. It was really just our, our apartment, you know, um, and, uh, you know, the, just the guys that we all hung out with, uh, together, you know, the videos of course made it look a lot wilder than it was, you know, the power, power of editing and whatnot. But, um, but, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it just sound, it just standard for, uh, Joe made it up really. It was just him and, and, and it was future prospects, the future prospects. And the whole point of it was there people in the future you would be friends with, you know? future prospects mm-hmm. um and then the whole crew thing just started you know going nuts and we just happened to have uh, a solid group of skaters you know that all lived together and hung out together and all that stuff um but the partying was you know it was probably a little bit glorified in the videos but, <laughs> <laughs> but, it was just, uh, it was just like the highlights right that's why it looks so yeah crazy. yeah <laughs> um but most of the time it was just a a handful of guys getting stoned on a couch watching playing video games and watching skate videos and stuff <laughs> like what do you believe? But, uh, but yeah i mean we we had a lot of fun though like uh you know it was it was like three four years of just you know skating and getting stoned and you know having a good time it's fun <laughs> I actually want to i don't i don't mean to jump too quick from topic to topic i just got a bit i want to talk to you about but going back to your wrestling and like you being able to handle yourself and things like that and standing up for yourself and all this stuff. Um, you know, you had some beef in skating, bro. You had some like beef with this one. You had beef with that one. You know, you back squ- and you got squashed, some beef. I've squashed just about all those now. So uh, <laughs> just about all those. Yeah. But just about as an East Coast guy. I know you had a long standing one with uh, Jeremy Pettichini that was going on yeah. forever. I don't know. Like yeah. those, those who don't know, Jeremy Pettichini was a, uh, he was like an X Games. Uh, he was a skater who was in the X Games from Rhode Island, and uh, him, I don't know why, but like, what was? The, how did that whole beef start? And I remember being you know, there for that one of the fights that you guys had outside of a bar in Philly. Damn. So, yeah, but, that was the only yeah. one. Uh, but uh, if I remember right, it was really just um, pretty much what what you were talking about, um, or what we were talking about earlier. You know if somebody says something to you back then, you just, you couldn't really let it slide, you know? Um, mm-hmm. You had to, you had to say something. And, uh, and I, I think I might've said something in a video or something like that. Um, or, uh, something about Boston, maybe. Um, and it might even have been an internet thing, you know, where, uh, if I remember right, but somehow he said something to me that I took as an insult. And, and, I, and oh, you know, I think it was, it was an internet thing. Right. And him and Joe or him and, and somebody were arguing. And so I was arguing back and forth with them in some chat room or something. And they got a little mouthy with me, you know, and I said, look, you know, you know, you're, you're, you know, chill out. And it went a little too far. And I said, all right, well, next time I see you, bro, you know, uh, it's on. And, you know, and when I say that, I usually mean it, at least I did back then. I don't really say that much anymore. And, you know, the next time I saw him, you know, I actually flew out there just for the fight, really. What? I no, wasn't even, Yeah, I wasn't even in the, I wasn't even in the X Games. What? <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding Yeah, me? I heard he was going to be there and I, and Joe and all them, a couple of people were already going out there and I bought, I bought a ticket just to fly out there. I get in the fight and I came home the next day. What? I swear to God. <laughs> Yo, that's dedication on another level. <laughs> Yeah. that's why i don't understand the 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 world we live in today like people get real mouthy on the internet 
and and they don't they expect not to get slapped in the mouth you know like it, it makes no sense to me like um <laughs> have you had some interactions like that recently is that what you're talking about yeah there i forget who it was some uh, you know because i'm i'm vocal you know I, I i probably talk a little bit too much more than my own good but uh i must have insulted some kid you know because i said pen oh it's because i said pencil spins don't look good you know and he was like oh they look great you're a washed up piece of shit anyway we were way better than you and i said all right buddy fuck you too and then he kept going and i and i and i just i i messaged him afterwards said all right buddy i'll see you around and then he said he was sorry so that was it (laughs) josh i thought you were i thought you were a christian guy you shouldn't be fighting anymore you're a family man what's going on (laughs) i mean Again, I'm not the most mature person in the world. <laughs> That's the beauty of being a Christian is that you can always ask for forgiveness. You know, <laughs> uh, but always strive but, to be our but, best. But, right? I mean, I mean, I doubt at, at this age I would ever do anything. I mean, I, you know, like uh, it would it would be it would be ridiculous. One, I'm 40 years old. Two, I I train pretty pretty heavily, and it just would be stupid. So I wasn't really going to do anything to him, but you know. I also wanted to let him know that, you know, I'm not that guy. You, you just know? wanted to let him know pretty much. That was what it came down to. Just at least recognize yeah. and then. Yeah. I'm, I'm the wrong, it. I'm the wrong guy, you know, like, <laughs> and he got the message. Do you, and, do, you, do you still find yourself to be very like opinionated on blading? Like, do you find yourself to be like a critical figure? And don't get me wrong. I mean, I was probably the asshole in the whole thing, you know, so I'll take full responsibility for that. I'm, I'm I can be an asshole sometimes. So. We all have our moments. That's right. Yeah, one of these days it'll probably get me in trouble. I'll run into the wrong guy and, and I'll get I'll get stabbed up or something like that. <laughs> but I mean, Hopefully yeah, not. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, your your last question. I, I mean, I I get opinionated over it, but you know, I'm also way out of the scene. So I mean, who cares what I think? You know. Well, along those lines, I wanted to ask you what you think about because obviously style means a lot to you. And if you're like calling somebody out on their pencil spins, I know you were one of the most stylish skaters ever. And like, how important was style for you in that aspect then? So, I mean, for, for me, I mean, the whole thing was, is I like, I didn't really care how hard the trick was, you know, it's like, it never really, that almost didn't really matter to me how hard the trick was. It was more like, you know, um, did it look good? You know, like what, did you think it out? Was it, was it something that you were trying to, you know, did you have something in mind that you were doing? You know, that's what the whole point of the whole thing was. I didn't, I don't really understand the, the, big, the big, like 540 spins to talk. Now, granted, some people do it really good and I can't never do that trick. So again, I'm talking out of the side of my ass, but, but to me, it just, if you can't make it look good, then it's, then what's the point in doing it? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's not enough, uh, but I mean, again, I, it's, that's just my opinion. What the fuck do I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but if, you know, if you can't make it look good, I'd rather see you do a front side that look good, you know? And, and my whole point was to the average person that doesn't know skating, they don't understand it. They, you know, they understand something that looks good, you know, but they don't understand how hard the big spin that the thing is. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You got to make it look good for yeah. people who don't know. Yeah. Or, I mean, at least my opinion. Fuck. I mean, well, I, I agree For with you sure. that a little bit too because obviously style is a lot and it, it's it's hard to watch somebody skating who isn't like the most stylish skater even if they are doing the craziest tricks. But I think that's just a generational thing also because 
back in the day style. I think not. I'm saying not saying that there's no stylish skaters now. There's a billion stylish skaters now, but yeah. it was like more sure. like we called each other out more when tricks didn't look good back in the day than people do now. You know. Yeah. We also didn't have that. We those tricks also weren't even imaginable. So I mean, yeah, you, know, you kind of uh, you know everybody could do a topsole. So mm-hmm. you kind of had to do it and make it look really good. You know. Yeah. I guess when, when Frontside Royale and Sola, the only tricks you have for like a year, yeah, you, better, right? you, you better make it look good if you're doing it for that better long. Better make it look fucking great. <laughs> yeah. That is that's, a good, that's a good point. Yeah. But I mean, um, even Julio, I mean, John Julio has never been the most super technical skater, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, maybe at, at his time he was pretty technical, so don't get me wrong. But, you know, he's got, you know, he only does a handful of, of tricks in his bag, really. But they all look really fucking good, you know. Like he he makes everything look fucking awesome. So, you know, he could do soul grinds the rest of his life, and I'd still think they were that he's the best skater in the world because he just makes them look that good. Mm-hmm. I feel like you appreciate yes, people. Speaking more. of John Julio, go, speaking go. of John Julio, <laughs> sorry, got to mention this because you were on a team with John Julio in England and mm-hmm. uh, Dustin Latimer, which was. Man, heck of a video that that movie volume. Yeah, that was fun. And uh, yeah, you had you had some good projects between that and the second regime. I was just curious uh, out of those if you had any like fun stories or uh, good experiences there. So I mean, there's I mean, there's tons of good experiences. I mean, it was just such a long time. England was a lot of fun, um, you know, because at the time, you know, when I got onto it it was just John, you know, and John Julio was always my favorite skater. And so to get able to be on England was just fucking huge, you know? And mm-hmm. so that was always really a big thing for me is to be on, on the England team. And then, um, and then of course, Dustin, you know, Dustin is amazing. It's, you know, probably the, uh, one of the best skaters ever, you know, of course. For sure. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that was, that was an epic, an epic team to be part of um the best team i think as far as the most memories that i had was the usd team you know when it was it was coup d'etat and doing all the the summer trips within europe and stuff like that um those were always and that tour over. yeah usd tour video that oh the one where tour. i was hurt yeah that 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 tour that was a lot of fun i didn't get to skate <laughs> much but uh but that was that was when i was on my way out you know but the earlier stuff, you know, like fil- filming, uh, you know, when it, when it was just the original team, when it was me, Shima, Arlo, you know, the, the, the team that made the, the, the coup d'etat video, that, that was when we, that was probably the peak for me of, of fun and skating. Yeah, you were on USD from like the very beginning, pretty much, right? Like the first team, everything is set up. What was, uh, were you on? I was actually, like- me and Dustin were, the first it was team. called Upside Down when we, me and Dustin yeah. got into it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. the skate was a blue skate is blue. Um, you know, we, we, me and Dustin and, and Shane, um, why can't I think of his last name now? Shane from mind game. Cobra. Um, yeah, Shane Cobra, uh, and Arlo kind of made that company, you know, into what it was. And then we were like, okay, well, who else do we get? Okay. And we kind of pieced, you know, I said Julio for sure, but we didn't know if we could get him because Rosie's was so such big, a big mm-hmm. company and they were paying him so well. Mm-hmm. Um, you came from the back of my too, mind. Always, in the back of my mind, I think John always made more money than me secretly, though. So, <laughs> on USD, uh, yeah, I think he had a sweetheart deal that none of us knew about. 
<laughs> Damn, we got to ask him about that next time he's on the show. Yeah, please do, because I want to know. I want to know what they're yes. paying. It, was, it wasn't the $800 of what I was getting. <laughs> Dude, I, I remember seeing a quote from you in Daily Bread in like one of the quote sections like around disinformation. And it said, you were talking to someone and said, yeah, you're going to be sucking my D when I get that $25,000 check from Upside Down Skates. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was I was probably I was probably joking. They never gave me a fucking... I, I, I took a huge pay cut to skate for USD. Huge you came from Rosie's too then, right? Yeah. <laughs> I took a stupid paycheck, a pay cut. Just I was because like you making... felt the vision more? Yeah. You know, um, it was... You know, I was probably, I think I was making like $2,500 a month, you know, on Rosie's, you know, um, and then, you know, getting flown around and all that stuff. Um, but, you know, the thing me and John, I mean, I spent a lot of time kind of planning stuff out with me and John a lot, you know, um, about the kind of what we wanted skating to look like. Because we always watched skateboarding, you know, even though we kind of oh, fucking skateboard, but we would look at it and like, oh, man, we we really want we need to get skating to this kind of level you know um where skaters own the companies and where skaters have the say in what the companies make and the logos and the design and the name and then where uh you know skaters have a pro wheel and a pro frame and a pro skate you know because pro skates had never happened back then really except for chris's tarmac Chris's, yeah um and so and you know we were like oh we need you know skaters should get royalties off their pro skates you know then they can really make some money so the idea was okay i'll take the pay cut you know to eight hundred dollars a month plus a royalty from a pro skate you know um but uh and then you know you figure okay well i'll make the back end on the pro on the skate and the frame and the wheels you know all together and the royalties off that of course it never really added it up to enough but uh to make it worth it but really the whole thing wasn't about money it was about making you know changing skating the idea of what how you could make money skating and how and also how you could make a brand you know because back then it was like the skateboard companies all had the cool deck companies you, you know you skated for you know they skated for shorties or toy machine or da, 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 da. and we just had like rollerblade or rosies you know like k2 mm -hmm. which was cool but it was all big name brands it wasn't anything like skater owned or Too anything corporate. like that you know it's all corporate yeah mm -hmm. um so that was kind of the idea. And then, um, and then once the whole team kind of put, got put together, it really became a cool idea. Yeah. It must've been a uh, quite the pitch to get everybody on there. Cause you had huge names like you, like you said, you Latimer, John Julio, some of the biggest names Arlo at the time. So everybody was into the idea though. It yeah. wasn't about, it wasn't about the money. You know, it was, it was, um, everybody about had, a, yeah, had a vision of kind of what, we wanted skating to look like in five years or so, you know? Um, and that was just felt like a crucial step, you know? Um, and then also at the time there, you know, there was no frame companies besides 50, 50, but who was buying really frames then, you know, um, you had to buy their whole juice system and then all set, you know, chop the other frames off your skate, you know? So it also brought around the whole thing of, you know, a skate with a frame and you could customize the whole thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Putting the the fifty fifty frames, especially with like the juice system and stuff too, like you're finally able to customize the skate. Yep, and it kind of to us it looked like it was like the deck, the trucks, the wheels. It was a whole thing, you know. Mm -hmm. You could skate for this deck company, this truck company, this wheel company, 
you know, and piece it all together. And we finally kind of had that in skating where before you didn't have that. You skated for K2 and that was it. You know, you skated mm -hmm. for your proceeds and that was it. You had your grind plate sponsor or whatever, mm -hmm. but you didn't ever have a pro skate that was Josh Petty's pro skate with his boot and frame and wheel and grind plate all together packaged, you know, with a signature on it and everything. Mm -hmm. So it really was re kind of revolutionary, you know, for the time. Definitely was. It's, that, that's even hard to get now because even a lot of skaters now get pro skates, but not like a pro frame on it, pro wheel, pro grind plate. Like that's super customizable to what it is now. Usually now well, you get skating like a boot, was, that's it. Skating was huge back then, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, it was it was so much bigger than, than it is now. I mean, you would go down in, in California and drive down the streets and there'd be packs of skaters going by. You know, every time you went to the skate park, there'd be packs of skaters, different crews drawn up. So it, it wasn't like it is now where like maybe every now and then you see one guy skate by or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it was really a kind of a cool time to be, be in it. When we see another skater now, it's like when two dogs see each other walking on the street, you're like, Hey you, yeah, yeah you skate too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you heard of us? Barking at each other and shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just don't sniff their ass. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> um, so you you were saying that like the the end of the USD tour you were like kind of on your way out like on your way out of skating. Yeah. Um. So you know I had multiple knee surgeries. Everybody was always asking me like why'd you quit skating? And it's like well I I didn't really quit. You know it wasn't like I decided one day like oh I, I don't like this anymore. You know. Um. You know when I I had the first few knee surgeries I had was on my left leg, um, and that wasn't all that bad. You know, because I could, uh, I could most of my tricks I could do with my weight on my right leg. You know, um, but in the um, in the U.S. or in in White Rabbit, you know, in the, what do you believe in? On the 360, I did in the beginning. On one of the falls, you hear me really cuss and scream, and that's when I I smashed my knee into the ground and ripped the meniscus pretty much out of that knee. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, and what had happened was, is I, I heard it so bad that, and I, I like, I had so many knee surgeries. I just showed up to my doctor. And I was like, Hey, you know, I, I, I got a, a problem, you know? And, uh, he's like, okay, we'll just come in. We'll put you under and figure it out. And, uh, so I did that. And I woke up, you know, going in thinking it was just kind of like the other ones. And I wake up and he's like, man, he goes, you're never going to skate again. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, because we had to remove most of the meniscus on one side and almost all the meniscus on the other side. So you're pretty much bone on bone yeah. because you just ripped it off completely. And he goes, um, so we drilled the bone on the one side and, and planted some of the meniscus from the other one, hoping it'll grow, you know? Um, and this was before they had any of the stem cell shit they might have now or the synthetic meniscus. This was just, it was it. That's all you, you got, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so then after that, it just, it, my knees just never been the same, you know? Um, and I mean, I could bumble fuck my way around and, and skate and, you know, I could, I could probably, you know, at the time I could probably, you know, do some whatever, a Royale here, there and have everybody clap. But for me, I've always, if I was going to do it and everybody was going to watch me, I wanted it to be, look good. So I didn't want to be that, that in my mind, I told myself, maybe it was a mistake. I told myself, well, I don't want to, I don't want to be that guy. Everybody feels sorry for that can't skate anymore, but he's still trying to cash a check on it, you know? Um, so I'll just, it's time for me to kind of bow out and find something else to do. You know, mm -hmm. was that a hard time? Because I know it was uh, a tough time 
for myself trying to figure out the next step, what to do after skating. Or I know a lot of people had that thing and pain, I can imagine pain, being so immersed in it as you were. Yeah. The pain meds helped out. <laughs> you know? um, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that was a dark time for me. You know, I got, I got, I, I, I got, I had some, some issues there with that. It, it probably took me a good, you know, decade to come to grips with all that, you know, because, you know, for me, I'd never worked a job, you know, I never, I was, you know, ever since I could remember, I was famous, you know, for the most part, you know, I, you know, ever since I can remember, like, you know, you think back, how far can you remember? Well, at 21, I could remember back to when I was 14, 15, and I was already somewhat famous, you know, um, I'd yeah. never had a job before. I'd never, you know, I'd never had a boss before, you know, I, I, and then I, not only did I stop sk not able to skate anymore, but I lost every company that I owned. They all went, they all pretty much went tits up because the industry was going out. So I lost all my money. I lost all credibility. I lost most of my friends. Um, and then I ended up having to get a job at Home Depot. Um, and I'd be working there at Home Depot with an orange apron, making $11 an hour. And kids would notice me and ask me for my autograph while I'm standing. So it was pretty a depressing time, you know, not to bring the, the whole podcast down, but I had, I had a real hard time. No, that's real. And I, and I just self-medicated myself through it and probably nearly killed myself, you know, not physically trying to kill myself, but just from, you know, you know, partying. Yeah, no, I, 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 could, I could understand that I can, I, I, like, I know a lot of people have been through that, and I've been through some things like go too far off the deep end myself, but don't want to, uh, you know, I don't know your particular experience, but I, I understand that. And yeah, no, I mean, I, um, I went, but, but somehow I went a, through it, you, sorry. Yeah, I mean, I went a good couple years just, you know, on a, on a bench, you know, trying to mentally deal with, with that you know, and, and figure out what to do with the future. Um, I mean, luckily I was also getting married at the time and having a kid and going to school. So it wasn't like I was like crying in the basement. It was just really hard to like, you know, figure out how to function in society, you know, as a normal person, you know, you go from like basically being, it's basically like almost like I would compare it to maybe what the child actors go through, you know, like mm -hmm. where Macaulay Culkin one minute is the, is the, uh, the, is the, the home alone kid, you know, tons of money, yeah. you know, uh, everything fame everybody knows him and then all of a sudden he's 20 and he's kind of awkward and nobody wants to give him a job mm -hmm. and then they fall off the deep end it's like I, I i really relate to that i know what they went i know exactly what they went through for the most part mm -hmm. a lot of life yeah, I mean, at I, once. I, yeah i mean yeah I, I i could totally understand that and see how that's hard and i guess like you you, you had like a, a girlfriend and a wife through the whole thing who's stuck by your side i suppose but it's crazy how like from that you pulled yourself up and learned how to you became a mechanic through that what was the the steps to getting straight and taking care of business with the family well i mean i mean my wife probably saved my life yeah i mean my um uh, my wife megan she was we've been together for 20 years 21 years something like that um you could see her in the all background through skating. yeah not all through it but uh i met her when i was 18 yeah and wow. she was 16 um and uh, and then so a majority of the 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 time I was you know we were together for most you know sometimes we break up or whatever but for, and then um, you know when when I was really done and hurt myself and all yeah we were you know living together and through the whole thing so yeah 
she loved she loved me when I was, you know, famous and you know, and uh, a cool guy. And then she loved me when I was in you know, laying in my own puke and miserable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's a she's a solid chick. I love that girl. That's right, man. Probably, it's good that saved my life. That's rad that uh, you had someone by your side that you were, you know, able to pull through for. Um, oh, yeah. Now, not a lot of people yeah. can say that. You know, that they, they, they'd be with somebody that when they were famous and then the, they didn't leave when you didn't have anything, mm-hmm. you know. That's love right um, there. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so then what? It, the, the, the transition was pretty much, you know, I had always kind of been into motorcycles, you know, growing up. Um, in California, um, you know, my uncles mm-hmm. all had bikes and stuff like that when they weren't in prison and whatnot. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, so, uh, and my cousins. Uh, so, my dad was kind of like, well, "Well, what are you gonna do with your life?" You know, like my dad's a pretty successful guy. You know, um, uh, and uh, and I was like, "Well, you know, I don't know. I, I, I like motorcycles." He's like, "Well, why don't you go to this the school? It's in Arizona. You know, you can." learn how to work on Harleys and, you know, cause I was building a bike and riding, riding a chopper around Orange County back then. Um, mm-hmm. I was like heavily into the punk rock scene at that time. And, uh, and it, you know, choppers were all cool back then choppers and hot rods, you know? So I was getting into that. And, um, so, uh, yeah, I just packed up a van one day and, you know, me and my wife moved to, moved to Arizona and started, you know, she was pregnant at the time too. And then, uh, we started, uh, I just went through school, working at home Depot, going to school all, all night or night shift home Depot, then going to school all day during the day for a year, then graduated that school and then went to Florida, um, to work at a dealership and then did that for a couple of year, years and then moved back to California, went to another dealership. And then eventually now I'm in Virginia and I started my own, uh, bike shop. That's awesome, man. That's yeah, a hell of a story. Yeah, who yeah it's, not end up done, there? it's not done yet. I always wondered how the hell you ended up in Virginia from California. Yeah, uh, that was a weird one. Um, it was, you know, um, it happened right when the the housing crisis happened in 2008, 2009. You know, mm-hmm. um, everything kind of dried up, you know, um, the work, you know, because everybody was house rich in California, you know, um, so nobody was getting work on bikes and stuff. So, um, in Virginia and DC, I live right near next to DC. Um, in Virginia, the economy is always good here because of DC. Um, and, uh, so my uncle had a place out here. He was sick. Um, and and he needed some help taking care of it, big house. And, um, I could live here for free, just pay the rent or the bills and stuff like that. Not the rent because there was no rent, but, um, and, uh, so I got a job out here and we split the house and all that stuff. And, and then he ended up passing away shortly after. So then I just took over the house and then, you know, the rest is history. Just kind of stayed here because the work was good. Dope. It's a big difference from the cushy SoCal life, though. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not California. <laughs> 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 definitely not. I mean, there's nothing cool about it out here. <laughs> Did you get all. hit with any of this, this snowstorm? Did that come to Virginia at all or no? Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's fucking packed out there, bro. Yeah, it's, it's freezing. You don't get that in Orange County. No, no. <laughs> and there's like there's no. It's weird. It's out here. There's there's no cool people out here. You know, like like in California, everybody's cool. You know, like That's everybody better, has man. tattoos. Everybody, yeah. you know, everybody pretty much looks like me or, or Billy. 
you know, um, and out here, like I stand out like a sore thumb, you know, it's, it's really weird, even in DC, you know, it's, um, but yeah, there's, there's really nothing cool here. Uh, but I've made a lot of friends out here. A lot of the business I run, I run is pretty fun. Um, and then jujitsu, you know, I got a lot of friends in jujitsu and stuff like that. I do a lot of stock trading, trading stuff. It's fun. Keep them busy out there. Stock trading to make some money on that GME. <laughs> I'm short, baby. <laughs> you short? I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the bottom. Oh shit! You, but I, line? but I, but I did it. I, no, I, I'm going. I'm, I'm one. Of, I'm like the hedge fund. They're fighting. I'm going. I'm waiting for okay. it to go down. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I use. I didn't. I did. I use what's called an options contract. I use the put. Um, so basically. If it goes, and I, I did it small, you know, when it was up at like 340, I was like, this shit's going to the fucking ground, dude. Like, there's mm-hmm. no way this is going any further. Um, and uh, and so I, I made it, it's basically like a, a $200 bet, you know, that it was going to go mm-hmm. down. Um, so the most I could lose is 200. And, but if it goes down, if they go bankrupt in the next two months, I make four or five grand. So, oh, yeah, which they probably will. <laughs> I don't know how GameStop is still around in general. It's like Blockbuster. Yeah. It's not, and that's what the whole play was. If people don't really understand it, it's like the, you know, it's a bankrupt company. It ain't going nowhere. It's got a bad, you know, business model. I know they got a new CEO or something like that, but basically the hedge funds were going, this shit's going to the fucking ground. Mm -hmm. And then all the guys in the Reddit room saw that it was so heavily short that they could easily push the, push it up because everybody panics when they're short and they got to buy and it makes the price skyrocket. So that's all that happened. It wasn't a big like manipulation, whatever they're talking about. It's just they started pumping it up and all the, the hedge funds had to cover and whatnot. Um, but the funny thing is, is the hedge funds are just going to make a killing, you know, because all they did was they got option contracts like I did when it was going up to cover their loss. So they made money and covered their loss going up. And now they're making a shit ton going down, you know, so if that makes any sense. So you're trying to ride that wave. Yeah, so all the the GameStop guys are gonna get broke, all of them, for the most part, unless something crazy happens. But most likely, they're all gonna be broke, and the hedge funds are gonna make twice as much because they chased the price up. And what they should have done is what I told my friend that was in it for like, with like a fifty, sixty thousand dollar profit. I told him, bro, Damn. sell that now, three forty. Take your money, at least a three quarters of it, you know. And he and and then let the rest ride. And he didn't. I know a bunch of people that didn't. And now they're wishing they would have. Wasn't that the? They're still, they're still going. Hold the line, hold the line. I'm like, yeah, yeah right. that's just dropping. Yeah, they, they, you, when you go in the red room, it's very similar to the QAnon stuff. They think that there's like some like vast plan for them to make money and on it, and it's like, no, bro, this mm. is going. This is going down like every pump and dump that's ever happened. It's going to zero. It's done now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It could shoot up a little bit more, but. At the end of the day, in two months, that company will be back down to ten dollars a shot a share, if not worse. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I wish I wish I knew so, more about stocks to talk about it, but I don't. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's probably going on over everybody's head, so they're probably yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> well, there's a million people. For, who... for a trader, though, it's interesting. It's like chess, you know. Like, oh yeah, it definitely is. But there's a million people who never bought stock before, and we're just like, oh, GameStop. I know what that is. Should I just buy this and ride this wave? And a million people just bought stock for the first time ever in GameStop. Which was a good idea. Fuck, I wish I would have heard about it. I didn't hear about it till it was already like 300. Or yeah. like I heard about it when it was 90 and I thought, and then it went up to 300, but I still wasn't getting in at 90. And uh, I wish I would have known from 10, I would have rode the fuck out of that all the way up to 500 bucks and I'd have sold all, everything I had. Yeah, everybody, yeah. 
You and I both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When they go up that fast, they always come down. Always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about stocks at all. I'm just like, yep, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> well, Manipulation. Stock market. If ever, yeah. If this ever happens again, get in when it's at the bottom. And when it goes dumb high, sell. Don't B- buy don't low, to... sell high, right? Yeah. yeah. Don't buy like high, these, sell low. All these guys, <laughs> in, the GameStop guys, they're all trying to prove. Now a, I know. You know. And it's like the only way you prove a point to Wall Street is by taking their money. So when when it's up, take the money. That proves your point. Don't ride it to the fucking ground. That proves nothing. <laughs> well, I don't know. Stock tips from Josh Betty. Yeah. Buy low, sell high. <laughs> buy low, sell high. That's yeah, the new, yeah, yeah. if Daily Bread was still Guys, around, that'd be, that'd be first, quoted. Buy low, sell high. Yeah. That'd be the new it's quoted a, in it's Daily a Bread. Genius, it's a genius way to make money. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of um, how I just mentioned Daily Bread right there, I just got to ask about this because it was such an obscure thing to see in skating that hasn't happened ever. But the issue of Daily Bread with your face on the cover, just your face on the cover, like how did that come up? How, whose idea was that? What was that about? I believe it was uh, Johnny Donahoe's idea. Rest in peace. Um, good dude. Um, he died a couple a year or two ago. Yeah. Um, but uh, I believe it was Johnny Donahoe's idea, which is funny because he was a skateboarder. And me and him always used to make fun of each other, but uh, mm-hmm. in a in a friendly way, you know. Um, we were good friends, and um, and he, if I remember right, it was him that was like, it would be cool just to have just your face on the cover. And I'm such, I was such an egomaniac at the time that I was like, fuck yeah, that sounds cool. <laughs> I am very cool with that, you know? Um, and uh, not that I'm not an egomaniac now, but, uh, but yeah, um, that was, that was fucking cool, man. Like, I, there, I mean, there's a few things that really stick out in my, my memory for um, memories of, of like, the, the good times, you know, the things that stick out and that's one of them, you know, the MTB contest is one of them. That's one of them. You know, the, so the England in, or the England video is one of them. Coup d'etat was one of them. What do you believe in was like another big milestone. Mm-hmm. Um, the IMYTA that I won was a big milestone. So there's a few things that, uh, that I did that, you know, were not a lot of people were able to do. And somehow I was able to do a lot of them in one shot. It was, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you accomplished a lot. Yeah, and and all by dumb luck, it, you know. Not, you know, I've always said that you know I I'm not some super special great skater. Um, I just a lot of times I was just kind of in the right place at the right time. You know, um, the fact that I was in Miami at the Hoax Two tour, I was just in the right place at the right time to meet Brooke and Arlo, and then. You know, I was in the right place at the right time to meet Brian Bell and them. And then the one time I went to the skate park and Eric Shine and them were there. And, you know, and even the way I turned pro for ASA was a weird thing. Of uh, I happened to be at, um, at the Universal Studios contest the first year. And Arlo, I was on flow for Senate and Arlo and them were like, hey, why don't you let or Josh skate the, skate, the, the course with us on the break? So they're like, yeah, sure. And I started skating it and I was skating it so good. They're like well, let's just have Josh skate too. One of these guys dropped out. So then they let me skate. And that was my turning pro pretty much was just by accident. You know, I went from a, a amateur to pro just for that one year. And then the next year I won that competition. <laughs> oh shit. So you, you won, you became ASA pro on that contest. The one that you weren't supposed so, to skate. Yeah. I, 
I technically became an ASA pro the very first year they did the Universal Studios invite only contest. Um, and that they could, I mean, I, it wasn't like they named me pro then, but then the next year when I went to go do the first ASA I won, which was Providence, Rhode Island, Arlo was there too. And he talked to Sean or Mark, Mark, Mark Shays, I think. I was like, Hey, remember Josh, he's, you know, um, he was the last one. Um, you know, you should let him skate this one too. I was like, and they're like, yeah, okay. He can be pro, you know, come on. Yeah. And that was it. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. So it was all because I just lived in Florida. I lived in Florida at the time. So I just happened to be, you know, uh, an hour drive from from uh, Orlando. Mm-hmm. You're just like floating on this magic carpet through like the skate world. Yeah, pretty much. I was just I just always happened to be in the right place at the right time. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of it was first, like random things, like uh, the IMYTA San Diego. My wife's still mad at me about that because I wasn't <laughs> planning. I, I wasn't planning to skate it. I was just gonna go hang out. Cause I was, I was still, I was thinking I was just getting back from a knee surgery or something like that. Um, I definitely didn't think I was going to win. Um, and then, uh, and then later somebody called her, called her while I was getting the trubs. Like, you're Josh Watt. She's like, that motherfucker. And I was <laughs> supposed to be there, you know? Um, but even that was just a random thing. Like I, I was like, yeah, I'll skate the warm up. Why not? And then I just had one of those days where I was just skating really good and, half those tricks I hadn't even done before. And I was just like, somehow did them all that day and linked them together and took home 2,500 bucks. And, and an IMYTA, not a lot of people can say they won an IMYTA. Jeff yeah. Fredericks is still pissed at me over that because he wants one bad. He mm-hmm. wanted one, one of those titles bad. He fought hard. He was close. Man. Yeah, he, he fought was really hard. Paris. He, yeah. he got a little, got a little, I mean, I don't know. Shima was killing it too, but like. Shima brought that, it too. It's tough, yeah. man. It's yeah. tough. Yeah. That, when he, when he grinded that ledge that fast, I think that pretty much sealed it. But that 540 yeah. that Fredericks did over the Yeah, it's nuts. Like, like he wanted yeah. that title really bad that day. I remember that. Really like he bad. Was, yeah. He had I had the Tiger playing in his headphones the whole time. <laughs> didn't you Shout skate with Giappo. Yeah. Didn't you skate with him over the summer? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You yeah. went to Philly, I, right? I still, yeah, I talk to Jeff all the time. I talked to him today, actually. Hey, me too. Uh, Happy birthday, by the way. Yeah, he's an op- he's an options trader too. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so um, me and him talk all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I actually, I, funny enough, I actually got Jeff back into skating. <laughs> Did you? Uh... Yeah, he was telling me. He was telling me you were pushing him. Yeah, it was all I, like because I because so I started skating again because my I really hurt my back really bad um, doing jujitsu. And, um, I mean, bad enough to where, like, I couldn't walk for a few weeks. I just stayed on the couch. I had a jar next to me. I was pissing and shitting in the, in the jar Jeez. next to me. <laughs> it was that bad. Um, and uh, so after months of, you know, getting back to walking again and with a cane and all that stuff, I started skating into, like, because I was like, okay, well, maybe that'll – the reason my back's messed up is my hip flexors, you know, are, are out. So I need to strengthen my, my hips. Um. So then I started skating again a little bit just around the block just to get, you know, some some flexibility back and build some muscle. And then I called Jeff. I was like, man, I was like, you should get a pair of skates, man. It's fun just to skate around the block. And he's like, oh, no, nah, Petty. I'm just, uh, I don't know about that, man. You know, it's been so long. I don't want to hurt myself. I'm lifting a lot and, you know, really in the Muay Thai. Uh, I don't want good, to get hurt. Jeff impression. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's how I hear him every time. And he's like, yo, dog, yo, no, I don't know, dog. It's, uh, you know. And, uh, but anyway, I, I, after leaning on him a bit, he like, 
he went and just did the downhill by his house a couple of times and then that and it was off to the races. Mm-hmm. And now I'm not skating because my back, I keep, I almost hurt it again. I was like, I ain't doing that again. Yeah, um, I was going to ask about you now. And he's, and he's like, he's, he's filming a section. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was just skating the uh, mini ramp at shooters. I saw the other day too. Yeah. yeah. Before he's, the snow have came. you seen clips? Have you yeah. seen clips of him? Yeah. Bro. He's good. Like, the, he's like, so it. like we went, we went skating in Philly and you know, I, and I, I'm horrible now. I mean, like, I mean, if I could do like a, a ledge or something, I'm, I'm definitely not hitting a handrail, you know, um, <laughs> back the way it is. Um, and, uh, and literally first day of like meeting up and then go street skating, he's like trying to switch topsoil to kink, <laughs> like this kink rail at the school yeah. and bust. Yeah, I saw that. He sent me that. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, you fucking maniac. He you went haven't in. Done, yeah. You haven't done a handrail in. 20 years and you're trying to switch topsoil a king trail at full fucking speed like no joke full speed he was confident yeah he's, he's feeling <laughs> overly confident but yeah, yeah. He, he, he's been hitting rails and shit since then though back i saw when him he skating gets, mecca yeah when he gets fired up man like he's ready like the when he was going for imyta paris i've never seen him do a big gap 540 over a wall yeah but he, he wanted that shit bad like he was ready to do whatever it took mm-hmm yeah, that, that, that's Giappo right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, we got some heavy um, hitters in the chat, too, by the way. We got a bunch of heavy hitters in the chat. We got a bunch of people in the chat. Um, we're going to open it up for questions soon, if that's okay with you. Um, sure. First, we're going to give a shout-out to our sponsor, Blank by Rollerblade. Thank you, Blank by Rollerblade. Check them out. We just put out the trailer for them. Cameron Talbot, Sean Keen, Sven Bokerst. Uh, Taylor Coburn and then working on things right now. So check that out. Um, and follow us on all of our social media platforms. The Spiel, you know, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, iTunes. We have a Patreon. We have exclusive content on the Patreon. So check that out. Um, before we get into it in this chat, um, you know, Josh wanted to ask you something. You're a person of controversy, great controversy. And, uh, you know, yeah, you got into a fight with Jeremy Pedicini. Yeah, you broke my buddy Jesus's nose. You know. You know. Uh, I, for, to, for I didn't the know record, that. I didn't know for that. For the record, he served me up good a couple times. You know, <laughs> like, uh, so I didn't get out of that unscathed by any means. Like, and and actually, it, it's like I guess I was talking shit, and like I said, for, if you're from New York or California, you just really don't take that. And he decided that he didn't want to take the shit talk on New York or whatever I was saying. I don't think I was talking shit on New York, but uh, he took it personally somehow. And we were standing there and all of a sudden he just served me up a couple lefts and a right. Like a guy can box like, and yeah, and, he, he got some hands, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, yeah. Oh fuck, dude, I'm about to get, get my ass kicked here. And I was hammered. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I, oh, I'll square off with him a little bit. And so I started trying to box him a little bit and he knocked me, hit me a couple more times. <laughs> oh, shit. And I'm like, fuck, man, I'm going to get my ass, I remember thinking that, I'm going to get my ass kicked here in front of everybody if I don't do something, so the, I just, I remember thinking, and I just took the next punch and grabbed him, and, you know, like, bodied him, and then, mm. you know, did a wrestling, like, trip back down onto the ground, and then I was able to handle it from there, but, but yeah, for a yeah. minute, he was, he was not somebody you want to box with, not at all. No, yeah. I never heard that. No. But, um, and and then later we squashed it. If I remember right, over the internet, he's like, "Hey, I was being a dick," and I was like, "Yeah, I was being an asshole too." No worries. 
Yeah, yeah it's all I about. mean, when when that much time goes by, you know, people change so yeah. much. And same with Jeremy Pettigrew. He hit me up. It was like, hey, sorry about the drama. I was like, yeah, me too, man. And then I had drama with Mike Budnick too, and I, and uh, Damn. luckily he didn't kick my ass because he would have really fucked me up, dude. Like, oh, like I crap. You made it. You and, you uh, you really dodged a bullet right there. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. You, like he was gonna fuck me up trouble. too. Like we met face to face at a contest, and everybody was there, but he like literally took pity on me and uh. And then you uh, wanted to beat up Jeremy Pettichini too. I you don't want to fuck with Mike Budnick, especially not yeah. now. He's a he's a yeah. jujitsu black belt. Like so, like I went to go train with him. I'm a blue belt or whatever, so I'm just a, almost a newbie compared to him. And he and I went and trained with him, and and he just tied me up, and and he wasn't even trying. The guy's a fucking beast, super cool dude. That's cool though. Like after the beef, he just had to let you know in a calm way. <laughs> yeah, and and yeah, I was he had to let you know, and like I was, just like a. Yeah, and 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 with that one, I actually wrote him out of nowhere and just apologized later down the road because I was being an asshole. You know, and he really like could have fucked me up bad at the time. Like he he was way bigger than me and tougher, and like yeah, it would have been ugly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Josh, I, I, as long as I've known you, you've always been like a really you know you might have had beef here and there, but you've always been like a heartfelt guy, very straightforward guy. Always speaks from the heart, very honest. Um, you know, I mean, I think, I, know, I'm a, but... I think I'm a caring dude, you know, like, I, I, do I think so, too. It, but I mean, in my mind, I'm a really nice guy. Like, I guess I, that <laughs> I, I, I don't know. If that, I don't know if that counts for much, but in my mind, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty nice. <laughs> in, in my experience, you've been nice. Um, but, you know, I didn't know we, we made a post and there was a bit of some some backlash and some lofty accusations. Some people were <laughs> sending in your direction. Uh, making claims about attachment to certain ideologies and, uh, you know, even so, I mean, some people the saying fact, The fact that I even have to defend this is just absolutely insane. You know, it's like, it'd be like if I was like, hey, man, uh, I saw a logo of a company you did and it looks like you're a pedophile, dude. Are, oh. are you raping children? You know, it looks like you're raping children. Did you see the P on there? It kind of looks like a child's penis. Um, and that's code you know, for raping children, you know? And so fish, Billy, please prove to me that you're not a child molester. Wow. You know, it's, it's fucking ridiculous um, that I even have to do this, but I, I'll address it once. Cause it's, I don't want to put you on the spot, but you know, no, no, I get you. It's not, it's not you. I, I, it's, and, and I've been dealing with these people for months now. They're completely insane. And, and it's really what it is. It's like, I don't know what's happened in our society, but we're so polarized now that, you know, you have these whacked out dudes on the right, like QAnon, who think that the whole world is pedophiles, you know, um, and that Joe Biden is some pedophile because he, you know, was like hugging some kids, you know, maybe inappropriately, but maybe he was just being affectionate too. They think he's like a lizard pedophile person and they got their little groups and they're going, oh, but, and they, they, well, did you see the, the photo that they took, you know, it's, there's a, a, there's a missing cue ball there. So that stands for Q and the guy's watch is 315. And then you see it, this other picture with Biden, it says 315. So that must mean that he's a pedophile, a part of the group with Jeffrey Epstein and stuff. And, and then you have these guys on the right or on the left that just see these fucking racists everywhere. Like, you know, everywhere, everyone's a racist, like uh, somehow. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't know any racists. Like, you know, supposedly, if you listen to these people, there's racists around every fucking corner. They're hiding, ready, waiting to just jump on a black dude 
and, and, and take everything he has. But for me, I don't know any of those people, you know, it's 2021 in America. There aren't any very many racists around here. Um, there's a lot of people being called racist, but there's not a lot of people that actually are racist. Um, so they're all hyped up over some logo I have from me and I didn't even make the fucking logo. You know, like I didn't send, I had, I'm not a, I wasn't an artist at the time. So I just made, came up with the name because it's a motorcycle shop. We build motors, powerful motors. So I said, Oh, the power speech shop. That sounds like a cool name. Cause this was eight years ago when people weren't so fucking insane. You know, um, we didn't think there was racist around every corner when Barack Obama was president, you know, um, everybody still had their, their wits about them. So, or at least we're not so fucking emotional and illogical, you know? Um, so now since I have a logo, oh, it's the power, it must, and there's lightning bolts. Oh, so the lightning bolts couldn't possibly be uh, the electric spark from a spark plug, could it? No, in a motorcycle? And two, I didn't even tell those, those lightning bolts to go into the logo anywhere. I just told the person that made me the logo and I'm not gonna throw them under the bus so they can take a bunch of fucking heat for no reason. But they, the guy's not even white, you know, mm-hmm. and he made the logo up for me. The, the thing they say is a white power sign in the middle. It's a circle with a Christian cross through the middle, a P and another P. And then also the cross kind of looks like a crosshair of a, of a rifle in a circle because we're all shooters and, and have uh, like guns. So the whole idea is for petty, right? Yeah, so the there's the power, and I like old English, just like I always have. You know, like Senate always used to use old English. And then if you look at the one in the middle, it's it's a it's a circle with a cross, but it's not a cross. When you look at it, it's not a full circle. It's broken there and broken, and it's a P, and then an upside down P, and then a crosshair. You know, mm-hmm. and these guys are like looking at all these different things and and like coming up with like symbology and all this stuff like like accusing me of like being some like white supremacist. And I'm like, I'm like, if I'm a white supremacist, I'm the worst white supremacist that I, that is in America. Cause I mean, I have, I, I sponsored black dudes, you know, I, I, you know, I, I'm part Jew. I'm like 30% Jewish. So, you know, I, I guess I'm a self-hating. You are from that, Florida. So. Yeah. And, yeah. Right. <laughs> and I mean, and I mean, that's what it comes down to, too, is these people that believe this, they're all like soy latte drinking, uh, self-hating people from San Francisco that, uh, that are like in these whacked out way far left chat rooms and all whacked out on soy and vegan tacos that they can't think straight, you know, and they, they can't be rational and go like, what are the odds that this guy that was really into heavily into rap music, who is a Christian, uh, whose wife is part Native American, who, what are the odds that he might be a secret clan member, you know, when all he ever did was listen to rap music his whole life? Like, how does that math work out in your brain? I, I don't know, but they might want to put the soy latte down for a little bit and come back to, to reality. You know, like we're, yeah. we're in America. There's not racists on every corner. You, you don't have to walk up and prove your, your non-racist bona fides to everybody. You know, if you look back in, in all the old, like sim, the, 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 the skate companies and stuff like that, 
and all the stuff we used to do before everybody was so race obsessed, you know, independent trucks had a, a, a logo on it that was an iron cross, you know? Like, yeah, are they all racist about white that. supremacists? Like, how, how, how is that taken? Was that ever, did that ever receive any scrutiny? I don't know. Well, you know, Not until 2020. I, I think they're changing their logo, but I mean, that's fucking pretty rough to do are for they? a company. I think they said they're going to, but I don't think they should. Why should they? Because a bunch of like people are all butthurt about it. It's like for no reason. It'd be one thing if they were racist, then okay, maybe you should change your logo. But are we really going to allow like self-hating white people in live that are so scared, so scared to have other people think that they're racist, that they have to overtly be like call out every racist thing they see? Because they're, I mean, it's I, it's like a sickness that they have. But should they have to like change their whole branding and their whole, uh, you know, for decades? So, so that some white liberals in San Francisco feel better about themselves? Like, like that's ridiculous. You know, Metal Militia used forever used a skull with a, with a, a German, like, kind of Nazi-style helmet on it. You know, are they all racist? No, they're just making a, a business. Arlo made a logo with Old English Senate on it with a shaved head guy with a bat behind his head and a wife beater. You know, is that guy a white supremacist? He's a Jew. It's Jewish. So is he white supremacist? Jew? He also put destroy all girls on the on the, the neck collar. Does he hate all girls? Did he really want to destroy all girls? You know, no. Okay. We, used to, we used to use our brains, you know, in yeah. this world. And, at, and, you know, now we just act off emotion. And yeah. so and, and, I mean, and, you know, I, I can totally see how a lot of these issues are, are complex. And, you know, like you said, it's a very polarized time right now. There are, you know, um, I think it's good for like you to have addressed that, you know, just because I feel like it's so being spoken about that it's, I think it should be. And as, as long as I've known you, I've not gotten anything like that from you. I know there's this, like, there's also this, no, exactly. If, but exactly. We're, we're, it's America in the tw yeah. night. It's 2020. Why would? But then there's you, like there's like there's like the you that exists, and then there's like the you that exists on like on Facebook or something, so, right? So, so that's like, not the same person. Billy, time, you right? you you know you know a lot of white people, right? Couple. Yeah. <laughs> How many of them are white supremacists? Uh, you know, I grew up in a very diverse place, New York, and in a skating community and a music community. So I didn't, I didn't really surround myself with many who were yeah. white supremacists. So there's not very many in America. Trust me, I've been to all over America. There's not very many. <laughs> there's maybe like five in Kentucky in a fucking chat room. <laughs> like, in I'm sure there's in racist court. people out there for sure. You know, and there's people who have like these, you know, biases sure. and things like that. It's I complex. Mean, there's, there's people that there's there's people that have bought everybody's biased at some point sure you know mm -hmm. but there's a difference between being a little biased here or there and being an active white supremacist that actively hates people and would make a logo to let everybody know how much he hates the the uh you know i have customers that are black not a single one of them has ever said anything about my logo <laughs> like mm -hmm. It's only white people that are all but heard about it. Like I, I don't get that. No, fair enough. So, and, and you know what? That, that, I think it goes to good to go to another point. Like a lot of people don't know that, that you said there's a Christian logo in there. That you're very much like Christianity and faith was like played a big part in your life, and like that's like an incredible thing well, as well. 
So it, it just, they, they make these assumptions, right? And they see, see things and then they build up. It's like the QAnon thing. They see little things that really are nothing, but they start adding them all up. Like one of the guys went as far as to like, look at my, um, the gym that I train at for jujitsu because they use uh, a Volknot that's, uh, um, that's uh, uh, from Norse mythology. And they said, oh, well, that's a racist logo. He must be, now he's part of this. And it's like, okay, it's also part of Norse mythology for thousands of years. And the, the reason they use that logo is because in jujitsu, we're big on triangles because it's, the, it's how you have base, you know? And so it's triangle, 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 and it's a symbol of strength. Um, so it's not, you know, they put in this big code that it's a white, and it's not. It's, it's the same thing with Biden hugging children. You know, is he a pedophile? Yeah. Absolutely not. He just hugged some children. Like, but when you yeah. when you link all these different things around there, like, and you get so polarized and politicized in your mind, uh, you know, all these things start to like make sense in a sick way. You know, he, he, here's polit- a good thing, a place I think we should leave we should leave it off because I think we already gave this subject too much attention because, yeah. um, and that's the problem I, is that like me even having to defend it now. It's like people that never heard about it now are going to see it. And then, and they're going to, now they're going to wonder. And then all that's going to be talked about for the next few weeks isn't the stories we told, isn't the the skating history we covered. It's the fact that a bunch of of kids think I'm a racist. Well, you're right. I think we we should focus on the skating part. We can segue this really quick. And I'm but sorry to it, at that same, at that sense, I'm not upset with you at all. So don't get me wrong. I had a great time. It was a great podcast. We covered a lot yeah. of really cool stuff. And and unfortunately, it did have to be addressed because these people are whacked out. And you you know, at some point, you have to let me or we have to say something about it. Well, I think you should also have the opportunity to clear your name if something's going out there, right? So, and I think that's you people who know you know you. And it's good to kind of be able to speak what you want to say. And, you know, I want to leave the subject alone right now because, like you said, I want to pick up where we left off on a lot of these positive topics and these things. You know, I want to talk about quickly what do you believe in before we get into questions. But um, oh, yeah, I yeah, just want to say regarding, regarding, this, regarding this subject and things of this subject, um, I think it's the best place to start is always give someone the benefit of the doubt, whether you disagree with them or not. Just come from a place where you just don't start with the worst intentions and that's all i'm gonna say i'm not a i'm not a therapist but i want to leave it right there because we already gave that too much so drop it right there quickly then you're you're 100 um, let's assume, we're gonna open it up for questions in a second and we're gonna shout out our, people in america are good people because we are okay your average american is a fucking great person you know then that's uh, down the political lines left right center your average American, Muslim, Christian, gay, all of that, you know, run down the whole gambit. They're all really good people for the most part. There's only one or two percent that are that have shitty beliefs, you know, and you can't do anything about them, really. But, you know, your average American. Is you heard it here person. first on Jump Street. Most people are good. <laughs> and on Jump Street, yeah. like I you said, we like to deal with the big issues on Jump Street. You thought this was a skate podcast. We deal with the big issues. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about what do you believe in before, before we open up for questions. We'll do the little bit of what you do you believe ahead. in. No, you go ahead. But before we get into the what do you believe in stuff, uh, Billy, um, after the podcast is done, we're going to do another video separately for our Patreon where we're going to 
kind of go back. We've done this before in the past. We haven't done it in a while, but we have a new platform, so we're working on it now. We're going to watch a few sections with Josh of his uh, What Do You Believe In, maybe Kure Tower, like VG7 or something like that. And we're going to have Josh watch them, tell us the stories and all the interesting stuff behind it that you might not have known. So if you're a Patreon supporter, you'll be able to watch that in the next day or two. Um, but we are going to talk a little bit about What Do You Believe In, but we're going to do the whole play-by-play -play afterwards. So... Um, yeah, What Do You Believe In, by the way, is one of the most iconic videos in blading ever. It's up there with like the brain fear guns and all that stuff. Um, and you had one of the most epic sections in there, too. And it was the most unique section, too, because you skated to three different sections, three different songs. Um, were you on the movie night that we did when we did? It was like, a di it was like the first video that was directed. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, yeah, um, I think I was direction. on the movie night. I think I was on the movie night for that. I was on a couple of the ones you guys did. Those were, that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, and even that was being in the right place at the right time. Honestly, um, I wasn't really supposed to be a main uh, section in the video. I was supposed to be uh, just, I maybe they were going to have me do like, because I was hurt, you know, I was barely coming back from skating. So I didn't, or from the knee injury I had. So I didn't really, because I, I, I tore my knee up three times, you know. So it, it, there was all these different times where I was really hurt and coming back and everybody thought I was done, you know, after the, the third one on that other leg. Um, so, you know, it was just going to be like, Hey, let's have Josh do something for 30 seconds. You think you could cut with 30 seconds worth of footage, you know, so that we can have you in the B roll and then and mix, you know, Aaron was going to go, you know, who's going to give you a section. You can have, you know, uh, 30 seconds. I was like, yeah, sure. So I just started getting footage, you know, and then all of a sudden we had all this fucking footage of like, cause I started getting hyped and started, you know, amassing tricks and stuff. And all of a sudden we had like a couple sections worth of shit. Like, and so then Arlo and Joe kind of had to rewrite the whole, the whole thing. And then I came out having one of the, one of the best sections I've ever done. In my opinion, it's probably my favorite one that I did Agreed, um, personally. Yeah. That's my favorite section of yours. That's my favorite section of yours too. That yeah, and too. the VG seven are my two favorite of yours. Yeah. Like I just yeah, good parts. Yeah, and it, it was it, it, it was it was another thing. It's always more than just the skating for me. It's 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 moments in time, and that was a really cool moment in time um, for me. That uh, you know I was I thought I was done. Everybody else thought I was done, and it was just like a real kind of for me. It was like kind of like a Rocky Balboa comeback kind of feeling. You know, um, totally. Yeah. And in my own mind, you know, like, of course, <laughs> but, uh, but when you, when you're counting yourself out and you think you're done, um, and, and all of a sudden you, you know, the fire starts lighting again and your knees not hurting so much. And, you know, you're finding some tricks that you like, and all of a sudden the, the section starts amassing and then to have three sections, three different songs, it was just a really cool like way to, and it was kind of like my, my, my last real section. So to go out with a bang was pretty cool. was pretty cool too. I was happy about yeah, your last section should be your favorite section. Now, Billy said in the last episode, too, I think that his last section was his favorite section also, which I think yeah. that's a good way to keep it going, you know? And then yeah. It's like when a boxer goes out on top, you know? It's, instead of, like, takes yeah. all those fights and starts losing all crappy at the end, like, and he starts <laughs> yep. looking bad at yeah. the end of his career. You don't well, want to be watching like, that. Oh, you don't want to be watching that. Quit. Quit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I didn't want. Like, you know, yeah. I, and that's kind of why I stopped skating. Me too. I, really, I can relate. Yeah. I really, in my mind, I didn't want to be that guy. I wanted to, I wanted, like George Costanza, Costanza says, you know, always leave him wanting more. I like know? all your Seinfeld <laughs> references, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely appreciate that. <laughs> always leave him wanting but yeah, more. Yeah. 
that was a great show by the way but uh oh, yeah definitely. but yeah you know uh uh you know you always leave them wanting more i mean if i if i had done another five years and just kind of had some shitty sections here or there uh, people would be always would always just be like yeah josh was good back in the day you know yeah he was really good and then you know yeah you know it sucked that i i gave up the money i could have made by just hustling my name and stuff but to be able to go out on top was what was kind of important to me mm-hmm. you know i want everybody to remember the good stuff i did not the not the the shitty sections i could have put together you know mm-hmm. totally completely agree um josh we've, we've had you on for quite a bit so i think now's a good time to open up for questions we have had nearly 400 people watching us live the whole time and oh, wow. it's Ooh. been yeah pretty that a, is that a lot it's, or a little that's a, i a think lot. i think it's a lot for us man you know this is still <laughs> josh it's not like the old days in mtv sports yeah, so we're MTV. still working our way yeah, back yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm not talking about we're not 40,000 people. A relative, a relative basis. <laughs> Relatively jump street yeah, I mean, wise, I mean, that's good. I mean, yes. ge- generally, we'll, we'll maybe have around 200. So this is like how many? Thousand. How many? How many did Julio get? Let's ask. Let's say that. <laughs> is he the benchmark? Oh, um. Well, we I did we did Julio in the beginning when we first started. We had a smaller following, but I remember it's been a while I, since we've had John Julio on. So yeah, we've grown since then. Yeah, it's like hard we to compare. Uh, don't, don't, ba- don't bail him out that that easy. Don't, no. Don't <laughs> <bail him out. laughs> well, I, th- I think you have more than him now, to be honest. Yeah, so. I definitely definitely do it, but that, I think um, yeah, part of that gotcha. is that was like two years ago. <laughs> so I'll, but, be sh- I'll be sure to let him know, man. <laughs> you knew <laughs> you knew you knew how you knew how it was gonna go, John. You know. So you so, so you want to you want him to admit that he got paid more than you did on USD, and you want him to yes. know that you have more people watching your live than his live. <laughs> We're coming after John. <laughs> yeah. All right. So he, we should have... also, he should also know that I copied a ton of tricks from him. So there you go. Got a flat respect. Um, yeah. We have a ton of super chats, by the way. So I'm gonna start picking these off. Um, in the meantime, we have a super chat from Tim Hawk. Who says can't watch live? A big ups, man. Awesome profiles. Day of the Rope VG7 espionage. Acclaimed guest director of FP's VG12 part. He said no politics, please. Well, we broke one of those <laughs> rules, but um, going forth, forth, we'll we'll dumb down the politics and stuff. But yeah, your Day of the Rope section was one of my favorites of yours too. Um, super. Yeah, chat- that was a cool one. That was a cool one too. That yeah, was that, a good time. that was like when I a little after I first started skating. So that was one of the first videos that like really impacted me. Um, I think that was like my first pro section, really my my pro pro section. Yeah, I mean it was around that time too. I'm sure it was like a lot of those people's first section, like pro section. Uh, did we lose Josh? Yo, Josh. Yo, can you hear me? Okay, there you go. Yeah, you glitched for a little bit. Um, but yeah, so we have a super chat from Jared Curtis. Thank you so much, Chad Hornish, reliable Chad, Dimitri Pukyarev. Sorry, I can't pronounce that too well. Um, older blading, Chad Hornish again said by better internet, and that was funny that your internet just glitched on that one too. Um, older blading. I don't know if that's my internet. Oh uh, yeah, I, I don't know, but <laughs> Billy seemed fine on my end, so I'm gonna blame it on your internet. Uh, Keith C, um, Juan Zavala said, "This is always best money spent." Thank you for your support, Juan. Um, James Lamarche says. Uh, what do you feel is your biggest contribution to bleeding? Hmm. Um, shit. I mean, I guess if I, I would say maybe USD, you know, um, helping that get off the ground, 
if, if like as far as like a lasting thing that is kind of you know ongoing because all the companies that pretty much did besides rain um are are kind of dead and gone um so that's something i kind of helped pioneer that is still you know doing some good so i'd say probably mm. yeah that's definitely a huge contribution now still around today so we're still yeah. good um we have a bunch more super chats i just want to go through real quick bin had hunnets some name he said cody i don't know if that means anything do you know what that means <laughs> okay he's like maybe you just want to shout out cody um sean pellegrino uh we have another one from jim uh, james lamarche says do you feel like murder really should have won that imita <laughs> uh murder is sick he's fucking sick so yeah i'll give that to him <laughs> <laughs> he did kill it too yeah he's a killer dude he definitely um, killed it yeah um i don't know if i was there either so it'd be hard for me to to judge mm, true um hella fat says petty huge fan from delaware i got two questions two questions in one how's your left knee and are you making stickers of your face tat shout out 302 crew <laughs> uh which one i don't know <laughs> i don't know which one he's referring to <laughs> yeah uh the cross or the dagger um but uh but they i mean i guess the answer is the same no because i don't make stickers um but yeah. uh but um, what was the other question? I'm sorry. Um, how's your left knee? Oh, my left knee. Uh, both of my knees are okay these days. Um, I mean, they're kind of sh- they're a little shaky skating, um, but I've learned to kind of I've learned to kind of double. If you double up a knee brace, um, you'll be all right. You know, um, if you have bad knees, and then also you always got to heat and, or ice when you get back, and then heat afterward, and then ice again. You know. Um, so if you take care of your body, you know, your body will take care of you. So just do that. Um, the thing that's really fucked me up, honestly, is my, my lower back. And, and it's, it's one of those things where it, I don't think it's ever going to be good again. It, it, it's still not good. I could, I could, any minute I could move the wrong way and not walk for a week. Um, I don't know whether it's something, it's an injury from skating. Cause it just kind of came up randomly. I never really hurt myself. It just started really fucking me up. Um, so that's the one that's kind of nagging me. At some point, it'll probably cripple me. I'm, I'm worried. Because it, there's, and there's no real fixing it. It's not like a slip disc or anything. It's all the muscles in the back just seize up and swell up, and, and I can't move. It's really kind of weird. you got to talk to but, Shooter about your back. He, yeah, I've been talking to Jeff. Jeff has some back problems too. No, but did you talk I mean, to Shooter about it? He, no. He's got a he's got a guy, and I'm I'm not gonna spill the beans because I want him to save this story for when he comes on the show one day. But ask Shooter about his back, and he'll tell you the story. And yeah, I'll just leave it. Yeah, because I gotta that. do all types of like like these reverse hyper stuff. And if I stay on top of it, and I really like work out every morning, and then stretch out real good before I train jujitsu and stuff, it's okay. Um, it still like kind of hurts, but like not too bad. Um, but if I sleep on it for a bit and I, I lay on the couch for a weekend or two, like I'll wake up, I can't walk that well. And then it's just a constant thing there where I just know, like if I move the wrong way or if I bend down to pick something up the wrong way, the it's curtains for a few weeks. I'm not mm-hmm. really walking. Yeah. Well, along those lines, personal question. What do you, I, I, how long have you been doing jujitsu? Four and a half years, maybe five years. But uh, I wrestled you, for you. De- purple like belt or blue? Um, 
I'm right on the cusp of getting my purple belt. So I've, I've got a blue belt with three stripes. And then I would have had my last stripe before purple, but COVID hit and I hurt my back. So I haven't been able to train as much as I want. Um, if I would have kept training, I'd probably be where I need to be. But I wish you luck on your journey to purple belt, man. That's uh, I got some buddies who are, no, I got some buddies. I mean, I always did boxing growing up yeah. and I still double with boxing and I did judo as a kid, but mm. my brother did wrestling and I had some friends that, uh, actually got a buddy who's a black belt under Henzo, uh, Gracie and another one who trains at like Marcelo Garcia's in the city. Oh, but, um, that's it. I, Those are yeah, they're like, right what, one of my buddies like 135 and he could just like kill me in like two yeah. seconds, whatever he wants. Yeah. And it's just like very emasculating and I don't feel really good about it, but um, worse, I really respect the Brazilian oh, Jiu-Jitsu. Girls do it to you. <laughs> when, huh? when the girl, the girls that are black belts or brown belts when they tie yeah. you up and choke you out like it's yeah. very emasculating <laughs> like yeah. there's nothing you can do man there's like nothing you can do. do you're like you're trying your hardest. Like, <laughs> yeah. but uh, uh that's cool man i wish you luck on your journey because that's uh you should you, you should train man it's 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 very close to skating and surfing and and all that like it, the mindset that it takes to, to train it's very, you're like, I, I almost really think it's like linking tricks together, you know, like doing mm, lines and setting sense. things up. And you can tell, like, when you watch somebody train or, or roll, you know, when, when they're sparring, you can tell when they used to skate or surf or whatever, there's a style that they kind of have in it. And it's pretty cool. You should, you should start. It's, it's a lot of fun. It gets to be That's a cool. big yeah, I mean, I, I've always dug like uh, boxing, but I'm gonna get, I'm gonna maybe look into that too because I've always had an interest on jujitsu. I just like worry about my knees and my joints and stuff like that. But you'll be, you'll be fine. You'll be sore for just a little bit, but just double up on the knee braces and you'll be fine. Cool. And it's, it'll be the best decision you ever made. You'll be like, fuck, I should have been doing this a while. Ago. Like, seriously, it's a lot of fun. Nice. The best. All right. The best. Yeah. The best. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm gonna continue with these. Uh. A super chats for super now chats. billy do you want me to just continue them because i know they're all lined up for me it might be harder for you yeah to you haven't lined up all right, so there's still did. a lot more that's why i asked you so mr brown's goldie said og josh petty 302 crew again um fresh media richard johnson shout out richard johnson also shout out dominic sagona we got some heavy hitters in this chat like i said yeah. uh dominic sagona <laughs> said love you guys thanks for all the hard work we love you too dominic um i made that guy <laughs> <laughs> He owes his whole life to me. <laughs> Sagona, can you confirm or disconfirm this if you're in the chat still? <laughs> um, uh, continuing with the super chat, Stephen Babcock, Jared Curtis, Jay O'Neill said, Josh, uh, favorite tricks you saw go down in person? Question mark. That I saw go down in person? Yeah. Uh, so... I'm trying to think of a Julio one that I can think of. Um, but the, pretty much everything, anything John did in front of me was pretty much, you know, it like John Julio has always been my favorite skater. Mm -hmm. um, and Dom is Don't get me wrong. Dom is, if it's John and Dom, like those guys style wise are just insane. Good. Um, but it was just such a huge mass of really good tricks that it's really hard to me to pick one of the ones that they did. Cause they all, they they could do little things and be still be one of my favorites. Um, Ryan Jacklone used to do a lot of cool shit too. The Misty Five Hundred or the, when he, the first time he did the Misty Flip, I remember that. I was like, wow. Or not or not the first time he did it, but the first time I saw him do it. Um, totally. 
Yeah. He's got unique uh, flip. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, but if I want to say that the two tricks I remember the most, see, or the one trick I remember the most seeing, because I wasn't at the one that Dom Dustin did the England uh, uh, poster. I wasn't there that day. Mm-hmm. But the one he did, Dustin did for a coup d'etat, I think, rolling in off that fucking big roof, the big transition church roof. Oh. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I thought he was going to die. Like, I seriously did. I, I I really, and all of us did, we we thought that we were about to witness the death of one of our friends. Wait, wasn't like, that was, Brain Fear Gone? Or was yeah. that Brain Fear Gone? Fear it might have been gone but yeah, i was right there right. when he did it whichever one it was whether it was yeah, yeah. Talk, yeah you were there i was there yeah yeah let's get them skates yeah yeah and you guys and all that, thought he was gonna die i know that i did and <laughs> oh i know God. joe did too like i thought he was gonna die because it it was he couldn't even get up there very easily on his feet you know like he had to like scramble up there and i just thought he was going to just roll down and on just bah, 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 yeah bah, the climbing bah, 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 bah. up is like the craziest part of that <laughs> yeah and then when you and then we had to throw the skates up to him and then he's standing up there and it's just so high up there and it's a roof it's not like a fuck nice tile like it's it's shitty roof material shingles you know? yeah yeah shingles. and then the drop-in is just absolutely fucking crazy like it's like it's one of those wow. things we drove by every day and you look at it, you just like, look at that fucking thing. Dude. No one's ever going to do that, you know? Wow. And then that not only is the drop-in just absolutely fucking insane, the fucking gap at the end yeah. is absolutely insanely mm-hmm. huge, you know? So I thought for sure, like, he was going to come off of it, land, and just stop, you know, because you're going so fast, so far down, so far out that if you land backwards, you're just going to, I've just figured his wheels were going to collapse and he was going to whack back and smack his head. I thought he was going to die. Like if he didn't die dropping in and roll falling and rolling down the fucking whole side of it and then flying off the end, I figured he was going to land and die. Did you, Uh, did you try to stop him, bro? I mean, if you thought, if you really thought he was going to die, did you try to, I mean, did you, what'd you do? (laughs) No. It's Dustin, man. He was skating back then. You were like, you know, dead. <laughs> I mean, I thought he was gonna die, but it's also Dustin. So yeah. he, he, I thought so he, he was gonna, I, I thought he was gonna die a few times, and he never, never did. <laughs> he never so, died. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, maybe fifty-fifty. You know, like. It's like a but, like, it's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> but he tried it a few. He tried it a few times, so that gets the odds like a little bit yeah. off yeah. there. Like you know, you're fifty-fifty. Okay, how many times are you gonna do it? And now what? all of a sudden you're. He tried it a few times. Yeah. Damn, it only showed one. <laughs> he in the tried video. that more than once. I think he fell the first time he did. He like he he one eighty it and fell. Like he hit and rolled. Yeah, yeah. And and he had to do it again. Oh shit! They only showed one clip in the video. In yeah, because I mean he fell. You know. Just kept um, going. Yeah, it, it wasn't like a like an entertaining fall, if I remember right. Yeah, it was well, just like all the same. Yeah. Um. The, the hype was the you know the the trick like you know mm-hmm. but, um so yeah I don't think he made it the first time mm-hmm. if I remember right it's a long time ago but I don't think he I think he fell the first time and had to do it again well that's, like, a, that's an epic trick to see to win is in person even though he didn't yeah. land it it's still fucking crazy to see yeah it was it was it, I, dude I saw a bunch of crazy shit happen on skates in person I just can't remember all of them but 
No, that's a, a good one. Though. The DL one is good. Yeah, that one is a memory one where you're, I was just like, whoa, dude. Uh, but I mean, I saw a lot of crazy shit in skates where I, Aaron, Aaron did some stuff that was just fucking crazy. Like I couldn't, you know, Feinberg. Um, there's oh, there's one thing he did um, at one of the contests in Florida that never really got the the credit that I thought it deserved. Uh, it was at is when Frank Sinatra died. Um, the day Frank Sinatra died, there was a contest in Florida, and Aaron oh, Feinberg okay. rolled. Yeah. And Aaron Feinberg. Shout rolled. out Frank Sinatra. Come on, baby. Yeah. Shout out Sinatra. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ryan Jack. I remember that because Ryan Jacklin was at the contest and he skated his section to I Did It My Way. Oh, no way. I can uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. We talked about that, actually. Yeah. We talked about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah. Regular, man. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Aaron comes off of the vert ramp and it was kind of like up higher because there was also like a 10 foot quarter pipe. It was like downstairs onto the top of the 10 foot quarter pipe, vert quarter pipe. And he comes off the top. And I mean, just jumping off of it into this vert quarter pipe was just insane. You know, come boom, you know, jumping, you know, five, six feet, seven feet out. And then in dropping into a vert quarter pipe, you know, there's just so much shit that could go wrong. Like, you know, um, you could overshoot it. You can undershoot it. You know, you pretty much have to land right in the fucking pocket, you know, um, and then you have to roll out of this quarter pipe going hundred miles an hour, you know, into the contest. And he did it during his run. And the last time he did it, he three sixty off that fucker off, you know, off and then down into the fucking quarter pipe. I remember that. That was, that was in high rollers. Like that. Uh, yeah. Probably. It was like the, the white Rams. He three sixty off into that. Yeah. Yeah. Quick that, question. It didn't look as crazy, but it was nuts. You had like a weird relationship with Aaron, right? Like you were like the, it was like a big brother, little brother thing. You used to kind of like go hard on him a little bit, right? Yeah, I mean for show though. I mean I love Aaron. Aaron's great. He's a great dude. You know, uh, we yeah. we always got we lived together for a while. Um, me and him and Anton and uh, Travis had an apartment for a while in Irvine. Um, and uh, so no, I, I I get along with Aaron pretty really good. He's a good dude. But at, yeah, at first, like, before we lived together, we didn't really get along. Like, uh, I didn't hate him or anything, but like, but he always had the, he always, he was rich, you know, he had a bunch of money from contests. So he always, he always had weed. <laughs> he was rich. Um, yeah. <laughs> he had a really nice car, like uh, an M3 that he drove like insane fast. Um, but, uh, but then once we moved in, like we lived together for a while, like we became pretty good friends. He's a good dude. Great. Crazy skater. One of the best skaters I've ever known, like. He could do anything ever. For yeah, sure. I can imagine skating with him for in street sure. in person is like insane at that time. Yeah, him, Shima, and Latimer, those three, when they were at their peak, I don't think there was anything they couldn't do. Like mm-hmm. no, for sure, that was that 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 squad was. Yeah, when they were when they squad. were all at the peak, like they they could destroy anything you put in front of them. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to keep it moving with these super chats because they're still yep. piling in as we speak. Um, Steve Steinsmitz says, Hey, Joss, what's your favorite photo that was taken of you other than your cover photo of your face? <laughs> says longtime fan. Um, ah, favorite photo. Um, for me, there, it was uh, the, fa- the one that I always liked, and I, and I only noticed because somebody sent me a, a still of it. Um, is there's a sequence of me um, 
and I think it was in What Do You Believe In, actually. Um, I do a top acid to front or a top acid to fast slide down this like big rail that, uh, and Jess Derenforth took the sequence and there's a, the, the, the main picture never really got published, but it, the sequence did, it was in daily bread, I think. And it was top acid. And he caught me in right when I caught the, fr the front fast slide. Mm -hmm. And I'm just really like over the top of it. And like, just have like this stance, like with my leg, like with my leg. And I'm just like bounce perfectly on the, on the fast slide. And I just always thought that one looked really fucking cool. Like the style behind it, just everything mm -hmm. looked really fucking cool. It looked like a, like I always pictured fast slide should look like that. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like, yeah. I, uh, my, my favorite photo of yours, it just popped into my head when we were thinking about this now, is also, I think, in Daily Bread. It was like a Section 8 photo or something like that, but it was it was just you two tops on a little ledge. And it was like a long shot. I forgot who took it, but whoever took it, the caption says something like, it wasn't like a crazy trick or anything like that, but it was like the timing of you coming off the ledge because you weren't really on the ledge at the picture. Do you remember this photo or no? Was it, like was it the shot? one where I was uh, I had a glass a basketball jersey on? I think so. You had a basketball jersey on a lot of stuff, <laughs> but it was like you two yeah. top soyal. You probably had like the Tommy Gear keychain hanging out yeah. the pocket thing. Yeah, that's that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think I had like a, the Bulls jersey on. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. The, but I had the Tommy Gear or the, the yeah that like, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I like that. So photo. fun. Yeah, that that was one of my favorite photos, and it was just cool that you weren't even really on the trick at the time where the photo was yeah. taken, but you were still in the position. That's what made the photo cool. And that one always stuck out in my head. I remember it since then. There was another cool one that oh. I liked. It was, was like a zero spin top, top alley sole. And it was in England. It was in England, like when we filmed England video and I had a, a blue or black sport shirt with red, the, the ENG across it mm -hmm. and a beanie or something. It was taken in England and it wasn't much of a trick. It was just a little thing, but I just, I liked the picture. It looked really cool. I thought. <clears throat> Hey, um, guys, I'm sorry. I have to shut down the podcast real quick, real okay. quick. Um, so do you keep up on skating? Do you know who John Bellino is, Josh? Um, I do keep up kind of on skating. I know who John Bellino is. Um, okay. But I, you asked me, like, what the uh, – a certain trick he did and a certain thing. I'm probably not going to know. <laughs> okay. Well, he's a ripper. He's the man. He's one of the best skaters out now mm -hmm. and been for a while, but he's What's his texting nickname? me. John Bellino. I don't know. I think it's What's his, his nickname? His nickname? I don't think so. Okay. All right. Then, yeah, I'm thinking the right. right. I'm thinking. He's text. He's texted me to shut down the podcast to ask you two Damn, questions. He texted you. Um, he texted me. <laughs> um, one question. Did you grab your skates out of the pool after you threw them in and what do you believe in? Yes. <laughs> you did get those skates again <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay and the other question is um the why were you mad at the bunny flyer when you kept ripping down the bunny flyer before the 360 attempt and uh what do you believe you kept ripping it down what was the uh where all that rain you know, come from the, so, so we that. never we never really got an explanation of <laughs> any of what that movie meant okay so for for everybody that like thinks like like we all knew it was like a big flowing story like i don't know who the bunny was supposed to be i mean i know who was in the bunny suit but i don't know who the bunny was supposed to be i don't know why he was under the bed i don't know i don't know why he 
robe turned into the bunny. Like I, who was in Arlo, the bunny suit? Arlo never explained any of that to me. <laughs> um, and then as far as what was on the poster, it was just a missing bunny poster. There was nothing on it. It was just part of the whole, like, cause I had the little rabbit. Actually, I kept that rabbit until it died in Florida. Oh, no way. Yeah. I had it forever until my, my dog and the, the, the rabbit's name was Jim Bean, the little white bunny. Um, <laughs> And uh, and me and my wife took care of it forever, Whoa. like yeah, until my pit no bull way. killed it. Yeah. Oh no! no. Uh, what? Yeah, the the rabbit got out, and then my pit bull saw a little white rabbit running and chased after it and grabbed it like by the back legs, broke its legs. So then I had to take it out to the forest and put a bullet in its head. Whoa! <laughs> felt so horrible. Damn. That yeah. is that is Damn. sad way for what you believe in. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Well, they wanted. They that, wanted was, that was like, the B roll right there. That was the B roll. What wanted, do you believe in? <laughs> yeah, they wanted to put wanted like a hundred dollars to put the bunny down, and I was like, "Are you serious? Like, you're gonna make me shoot this bunny? Like, a bullet's fifty cents, you know?" Like, oh my god. And they said, "Well, we can't." I'm like, "All right, I live by a forest, and I just walk in the back, and you know." But anyway, um, uh, yeah. So we. Oh, who was in the bunny suit? Um, Billy Prison. Billy Prison. Yeah, how come Sagona says well, Travis was in the bunny suit? He might have been in the bunny suit too, but uh, the time where it was dancing, you mm-hmm. know, and stuff like that, that was Billy. Did you? I see... think we put. I think we put Travis in it too, though. So Dom's right. Did you see? Um, <laughs> Arlo did a whole thing on uh, what do you believe in? Did you ever watch that? No, he did He'd a be whole thing. I'd be interested to know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was saying you should you should probably watch that because, or it might have been a podcast or something like that. It was from one of the Winter Clashes a few years ago when Arlo was there, but he did a whole thing, like a whole panel on what do you believe in and all this stuff behind it. So you got to check that out. I, I was, don't know where it is. Just I was it. there. I was there, and some me and Joe were somewhat responsible, and I was there for the night Arlo decided to make what do you believe in. Ooh. Yeah, and he wasn't sober. We'll put it that way. <laughs> Well, the the plot, the plot line doesn't seem like it. He would have been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he wasn't drunk. He wasn't drunk either. If that narrows it down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We still have a ton of super chats to go through before we get through the act, the other questions too in it. Um. So. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, when I think I'm done, it just like piles up more and more. But continuing with the super chats, uh, Zach Gideon put five dollars, and he says for Billy. I guess that was for you, Billy. I don't know why. <laughs> um, Harithasan. Thank you. Dimitri again says, I love you, Josh. Um, I'm trying to like give the, the shock of but I don't have a you lot gotta, of You got to fit in there. <laughs> uh, New Light CBD yeah. said, thank you, Josh. 2021 Americans are good people. <laughs> yeah. Tell them to send me some CBD. There you go. You might have a new endorsement right there from Josh Petty. Yeah. Uh, Show me some love. Sean Michelson uh, says or asks, Brian Jaggers is your half-brother, I believe. Are you still close? Is he doing all right? Isn't he like a stepbrother or something? Yeah. Um, yeah. Brian's my stepbrother. Um, uh, uh, so Brian ended up getting schizophrenia um, a few years um, after kind of skating kind of uh, uh, developed or ended. Um, so he's still alive, but, you know, he's he's got some health issues. So just mm-hmm. put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, he was, I mean, I grew up with him. He's my stepbrother, you know? So, um, we started skating together, um, in San Diego and, uh, yeah, no, I, he's a great dude. 
Yeah, he's a, he's, send out he's love had, to Brian Wildman. Yeah, yeah he's he, he's 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 had some struggles. We'll put it that way. Where Brian, we're sending good vibes your way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in he personally um, doesn't really realize, you know, what's going on. So in his, in his mind, he's fine, you know. Um, but if you know what paranoid schizophrenia is, um, you know, it's it's tough on the family. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um. Cool. So we're gonna. There's the last round of super chats right sorry, here. And sorry one to question. bum everybody out. No, that's. But if yeah. anybody's wondering, that's you know Brian's still running around. He's just um, if you're a praying person, you know, pray for him. You know, yeah, first help. Definitely praying for for Brian. Hopefully, uh, you know, we send you a lot of positive vibes, Brian. Um, Brooke C, shout out Brooke C says I love the podcast. We are all good people. Joey Scanella, big shout out Joey Scanella. Uh, Surf Blader, super chat from John Schmidt. Chris Edwards says love you guys. Great to see you, Petty. Edwards. The airman. The airman himself. My original uh, favorite skater. I love that dude. Hmm. Uh, Tiano Footy. And the last Super Chat question right now from Alan Bombersback says, uh, inspirational sections. My, folk, my folks bought Fifth Elements in 1998 because of VG7, because your VG7 section. How many knee surgeries have you had and what's the hardest thing about recovery? You kind of touched on this before but yeah i had three so i had three on the left leg that was like they were pretty bad um but they weren't full removals except for the last third one it was pretty they took out a lot of meniscus um the one on my right they just destroyed it um uh not and it's not their fault they were great surgeons um they did a lot of surgeries for danny way and for um uh some other pro skateboarders um uh, so they weren't slouches by any means um, but at the time there just wasn't a lot of tech for it. Uh, you know, my knees are okay. You know, they're not great for skating. I couldn't be like a pro skater doing any big gaps or anything like that. Like, um, but if I just want to skate around, like the couple tricks that I filmed, uh, you know, me all fat and chubby trying to do a torch slide, um, you know, uh, they were fine for that, you know, um, but, and I don't have daily pain from them or anything like that. I can train, I can be fine. But if I had to, like, if I move the wrong way, I could hurt them. I got to be careful. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy, do you have any questions lined up? I was not paying attention to the chat at all. <laughs> we just got a new super chat in from Rocky Rollers, and he says, who's Rocky your Rollers. current favorite skater? Oh, easy. Derek, Hen- Derek Henderson. Mm-hmm. He's ripping. Oh, the intuition, intuition flag in the back. Is that a poster? What is that? A a, a banner? Um, that's his intuition um, poster. Poster, right? Yeah, that dude's fuck. He's got the, he's got style. He's got he skates real fast. You know, he's hardcore. He's what that's what skating should look like, right there. Good choice. Shout out Derek Henderson. Yeah. Jump Street alumni also. And I got his skates. Uh, Billy, you have another He's one river. lined up by yeah. any chance? No, I actually don't. And the reason why is because we have so many going people so interacting fast. in this chat that <laughs> it is – I can't scroll past a certain point. So literally all the questions that were lined up are gone. Are gone, yeah. Same thing happens to me too. Every time I switch back from the Super Chats, I kept getting like pushed back. 
But I will say this for now. Dominic Sagona says that it's your fault that we started putting tongues in our skates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that, that true? That is my, yeah, that is my fault. You started that? <laughs> I yeah. didn't know you started that. Yeah. The, uh, well, I actually the, think, um, to be honest, Austin, um, I don't think we have to take many more questions. We have yeah, a lot of super chats. We're pretty, pretty, pretty long deep podcast. into it. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That's true. So, yeah, so Josh, tongues. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, Josh, thank you for joining us. Um, we're going to be doing that thing after with the section real quick, so hang out. But do you have anything that you want to uh, say, leave off the community with? Some shout-outs, some big ups, anything like that, whatever the kids say. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I would just say if I'm give if it was, you know, I know that I have always in my skating, when I was skating, I put a lot of emphasis on how things looked and how they, you know, and that was always what's important to me, how the industry looked, um, how it looked to the average person, you know, not just to other skaters, you know, um, did it come off cool? Do, do, when people look at it, did they want to be part of that? You know? Um, and I've always strove to like make it look cool f- to progress the sport, you know, to get more people involved. Cause without more people involved, you don't have a sport, you know, eventually it just dies out. So the, you know, what really needs you know, and I'm not saying they're not doing a good job right now because I don't really know and it might not make a difference, but, um, but you know, the way in my mind to progress the sport is to make everything look really cool, you know, make every trick look as good as you can. If it's, if it's going to be in a video, it needs to, it should look really good as good as you can make it. Um, uh, and then, you know, just make skating look cool, you know, make it look like something that somebody sees and goes, man, I want to do that, you know? Um, you know, I want to be part of that group. I want to be part of that, you know, that scene. Um, and put that for, foremost in your mind of how to make the sport better. It doesn't matter how hard the trick is. You know, um, it, it matters on, you know, is it cool? You know, is it, is it, is it, a, a, and that's, that's how I see it. So if I could have any advice, I know I always went for that way. Um, I know a lot of other pros, I'm not going to name their names, um, but I know a lot of the other guys I also thought the same way. Um, so that would be my only advice. And then also, um, take care of your bodies, you know, um, when they go out, they don't really come back. So, um, you know, that kind of stuff. And then, um, you know, uh, when you sign contracts, make sure you understand what they mean, you know, um, you know, um, and uh, make sure that when the uh, the companies that are making money off you pay you, you know, don't let them get off for making a bunch of money off you and not giving you. Well, there's not too many dollars being tossed around these days. Anyway. And that's bullshit, but, in my opinion, because companies, yeah. com- there's companies making money, mm-hmm. you know. They are, you know, they, they're not in it for the rollerblade isn't in this game for the out of the kindness of their heart. You know, um, you know, uh, <coughs> you know, big skate companies are making money. You know, if every skate pro skater demanded money, they would be getting paid money. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to get to get have to get together and just demand it. It's it's just like anything else. If if everybody's gonna skate for free, 
then there ain't never going to be any money. There's no corporation that's going to go, oh, I want to spend more money on the bottom line. No, they're going to get, if you can skate for free, they're going to let you skate for free. Um, if, if they're selling stuff with your name on it, they should be paying you a salary. And if every pro skater said, I'm not going to put up with this anymore, you know, um, and unionized almost, then they wouldn't be able to put up with it. They'd have to pay. And then kids, guys could be, make a living off skating again. And then the sport could really progress because when you're not having to work and you have all you could have to do is skate, you know, you progress. Hey, it's, it's true. And, uh, you know, some companies have been making some headway. Uh, royalties went up from when I was skating like $2.50 a skate to now, you know, John Julio introduced uh, $10 and then $30 a skate. And yeah, so things are progressively getting better. Um, it seems to be on an upward trajectory. So I agree with you. And I think and, things and are going to get good direction. Keep in mind, I'm not in the loop, you know, so this is just my opinion. Um, for all I know, maybe they're doing that, you know, great. You know, um, maybe there's something that is I'm not seeing that is ca a cause for it. You know, I don't know. So, you know, take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. So, if no, I could... um, honestly, it was uh, it was a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Yes, definitely. Thanks yeah, for coming time. on. And, and, and it was really cool to to see you like doing. I would love to see you pick up your podcast again because it was yes. cool to see you uh, being engaged with Joe and Rashard and, honestly, and um, you know, Jeff and things like that. That was really fun to, to catch some of those. So, um. I, you know, Honestly, if, if you pick that up again, because I know you can't really skate much. So if you could like, you know, do something like that, that would be something that, that would be cool that you guys can do and contribute still. Yeah, it would be fun, but I, I have a feeling you might've just got the last Josh Petty interview. So no, for, for quite some time. So, yeah. Uh, so you're the lucky ones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, ho hopefully that, hopefully that changes, but people should check out the future prospects uh, podcast, even if you haven't yet. Um, there's only two episodes up, but they're definitely worth watching. So definitely check that out. Yeah, I mean, we might do another one. It's all logistics problems. I mean, trying to get all four of us together and then get a mm -hmm. guest on and then get us all with the same free time and then getting someone to edit it and then hype it. And someone's got to run the social media. And it's like Joe's a lawyer. I'm running a business. Rashad's running a business. Yeah. Jeff is running a business. You know, we all have families and wives and kids. And it's just it's it's so hectic that. It's almost impossible to get everybody and a guest all on at the right time and get all our computers working and then edit it on the free. It's just, it's, it's a fucking nightmare. Like it really was. It was we know that firsthand. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, 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 I appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to join us today. Yeah. And thank yeah. you everyone. All the super chatters we've had over uh, 300 people consistently this whole time, uh, people in and out. And I think, uh, it was really good to hear your perspective on a lot of things. So thank you for sharing that with us. And stay tuned, everyone who is a, well, not stay tuned, but keep your eyes open because we are doing a couple. We're going to be watching What Do You Believe In real quick with Josh. And then we're going to be letting him go because we've been keeping too much of him for his time. <laughs> yeah, so it's late. Let's late. Check it's it late now. All right, everybody. All right. Thanks for watching. Thank, if you're on Patreon, so I'll see you guys later. Peace. Thanks.